from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you ready? This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, I'm Sean Mendes. This is Selena Gomez. Jersey Drake. Taylor Swift. Post Malone. Camila Cabello. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Right here. Turn up. My, my boys, Roz, Roz and Mocha. Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. I can see uh, Between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Thank you, Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast powered by Air Transat? Hey. Hello, everybody. Sorry, you caught us mid-conversation, huh? You caught us mid. We're, we're, we're gossiping in here. Oh, what are you guys talking about? Well, you know, relationships and oh. affairs and everything else. Oh no, is everything what? okay? <laughs> Look at Maury's face. No, no, no. <laughs> what? Why are you running in here? We didn't say. Hey, let me tell you something right now, Maury, and I'm going to bring this up. Uh oh. No, no, no. I'm not going to, I'm not, I have nothing disparaging to say about you. Okay. I was thinking about this the other day because I did my, my annual, um, uh, shop not that long ago where I went to the Bay and I just loaded up on new t-shirts and whatnot. Yeah. Right. Let me tell you something to, to everybody in the fashion world and in the industry, anybody who has any say, any stakeholders in any company, the most useless thing. That I've ever come across in this world is the pocket on a t-shirt. Nobody, they look weird. Nobody ever uses the pocket on the breast of a t-shirt for anything. For anything, nothing, because the fabric isn't sturdy enough to hold anything properly. So it all starts hanging out. Sometimes you get a decent sized pocket like what Maury has. I bought a t-shirt the other day that I could maybe put a credit card in, maybe put a credit card in. I have no idea how that became a thing and how it's still a thing. Nobody will ever put anything in that flimsy pocket on a t-shirt. That the pocket on a t-shirt is not made to store stuff. It's just made as not an accessory, but just an added kind of visual to the shirt. Like aesthetics? Aesthetics. But one pocket is one. suddenly yeah. visually, appli- visually yeah, appealing? Yeah, because they put like, like on Maury's shirt, they put like little design. If it's a plain shirt, but they'll use that. But you can put that design on any part of the shirt. Totally. But they decide to put it on the pocket. Nobody wants a pocket on a t-shirt. Not one single human being has ever used a I pocket mean, on a t-shirt for anything. My dad, Vern... On a T-shirt. We'll put a pen. On a T-shirt. If his shirt has a pocket. I wish I was wearing my shirt today. This pocket I have on a T-shirt, you could put... What could I... Is it not meant for a tissue? A tissue? So what? You look like you have some sort of growth? The problem with a pocket on a T-shirt is the fabric is so thin. If Now, if you gave me a T-shirt with a denim pocket... Yeah. Maybe I might use I might use that. I have some t-shirts. What if it's that a denim? A what if it's a denim shirt that's got a denim pocket? No, no, that's fine because then they're usually button-ups. Yeah, and like I don't have a whole lot of denim oh, t-shirts. So you mean like a regular a regular t-shirt with a denim pocket? Yes. Also, I'm going to tell you another thing about the pocket on a t-shirt. How has Levi's never come up with that? Thank you. That's a pretty dope idea. I'd wear that. Cosign. Okay, I'm going to tell you another thing about the pocket on a t-shirt. Okay, here okay? We go. And here's the other main problem with it. It's not that it's flimsy and you can't use it for anything. Uh-huh. But oftentimes, depending on your body shape, the seam where it's sewn on, if you have sensitive nipples, uh-huh. will rub yeah. on your nipple. 
And it actually, by the end of the day, if you're wearing a heavy coat, that can actually, it starts to hurt a little bit. I've, I have that. There's one t-shirt I can't wear anymore because of that very problem. Because it hurts your nipple be, too no, much. Because the stitching t is too the, close to the nipple. Thank you. That's what happens. They don't try it out on a man first to say, we need to move the pocket a No, little. no. Or maybe cut a little hole or something. I don't know a how to hole? I don't know how to do that. But I'm just saying that if you have sensitive nipples, oftentimes the pocket on a t-shirt is the so worst thing your, for you. So you put your shirt on. Yes. And then you slip your nipple or something little... or, or I don't know maybe oh. like a piece of gauze <laughs> I don't know like a, I don't know swimsuit material it's not my problem to fix like is what mesh. I'm saying you're just a the mesh. ideas guy yeah, I'm just the ideas guy <laughs> right I don't know okay I don't know why you put a pocket on a t-shirt but I also don't know why you had to put the stitching right over my nipple so if I wear a coat and I'm walking uh, my nipple is on fire a couple of texts that we're getting it I've lost many things due to that stupid pocket Thank growing you. up Thought it was for real use. Obviously not. No, it's not. You put anything in that pocket on a t-shirt and you bend over, it's breaking no, on the but floor. this pocket actually fits a Kit Kat, which is why I wear this one. No, Please. you don't. You're such a liar. I've never seen the, you put a Kit okay, Kat in there. When text. I go to the, the stand. Uh, people, use, people used to put their cigarette packs and roll it up in their t-shirt sleeves. So in the, they invented, in the, yeah, in the so, sleeve. So then they invented the pocket for smokes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, whoever wrote that text into us. Uh, I always use my pocket on my t-shirt. I clip my badge to it for work. I work at the hospital. But that's like not like an everyday, no, 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 everybody situation. And what, 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 what develop, what uh, department of the hospital are you at where you get to wear a t-shirt? Like, is he talking his scrubs? I, I understand assume, a pocket on scrubs. I assume scrubs. Here, yeah, I'll, like, I'll read this. You got doctor stuff in there. This blood and text. whatnot. I keep cigarettes and a lighter in my breast pocket. Also, Stud. pen and pad for work. Stud. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Remember when Gwyneth Paltrow released a candle on Goop? Do you watch that? Do you watch her show on Netflix? Have you seen it yet? No. No, Jen hasn't sat you through that? No. What's no? it called? I don't even know what it's, it's called. It's just the Goop Lab. Oh, okay. I personally find Gwyneth Paltrow to be wildly endearing. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't have the hate for Gwyneth Paltrow that other people do. Why do people? Oh hate her so much? God, people love to hate Gwyneth Paltrow. Really? I mm. think, and especially after watching her just be so weird on that show, uh -huh. uh, I find Gwyneth Paltrow to be completely I'll watch endearing. It. I don't mind it. Yeah. She's weird. She's forever. Though. She's she is so in weird. my world. She's forever Pepper Potts. Yeah. She's so weird though, dude. Like her, like her whole thing is so weird. Um, but she started something when she sold a candle that just simply read, "This candle smells like my vagina," and right. then it sold out. And, and the now, candles are like seventy five bucks, oh, right? Bro, come on, ridiculous. So that is now a thing because Erica Badu is oh, the latest star no. to jump on the "This smells like my vagina" bandwagon to make a couple of bucks. So well, she's, she's now, selling well, now. She's now selling incense and perfume. That is made from her burnt underpants. Huh? So she took all her old underpants and burnt them down, and then they've reformulated them into incense and perfume. And then she says that there's it smells an, like my undies. There's an there's an urban legend that it changes men. I couldn't say that it. I said that men fall in love with me. It makes them fall in love with me. It makes them change their jobs like and a their love lives. Potion? I guess so. She said that she took a lot of pairs of her panties, cut them up into little pieces, burned them, and turned it into incense and perfume. And then she goes on to say, finally, the people deserve it. Wouldn't it just smell like a laundromat? I don't know what that would smell like. It would just smell burnt to me, right? Like yeah. you're not going to... Burning something does not... 
maintain the normal state of the thing that it was before you burnt no, it. It just smells like burnt. Like if you if you burn a flower, it's not going to smell. The ashes don't smell like flour. No, they smell like just burnt. Yeah, right. And then she says that she didn't mind burning all her old underpants because she no longer wears underpants. Oh! <laughs> That's uh, the reason. The, the Gwyneth Paltrow and Elton John said he bought a case. Oh, he bought a case. Right. That's $75 That's, a pot. It is, El, it is Elton John. That is true. <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Um, you cook, right? Yeah, I Okay. I know you do too. Yeah. I just I just I have a thing where I think that everybody should know how to cook at least five great things. Sure. Right? One great thing, five really good things. And then I'm going through this list. Uh 10 things we feel confident cooking without a recipe. Okay. okay. So sure. what so the 10 things we collectively feel confident Ten? cooking. That seems like a lot, bro. Without a recipe. This is where, like, I start, my head starts to explode, right? Maury. I'm assuming it has to be something you cook, like not like a bowl of cereal or bread and, no, it's and a toast. Cook. Man, I swear to God. I said cooking. I know, I'm just trying to sort of narrow you're, it down. You're, my head. you're almost as frustrating as the list. If this list wasn't so frustrating, yeah. I would be all over you right now. <laughs> okay? But your level of frustration <laughs> yeah. doesn't even come close to this list. That's okay. Just, be- you know what? Yeah. Honestly, right. ignore what's on that side of the room. Okay. Just focus on me. Oh, it's just me okay. and you, okay. all right? Okay. We're having this conversation. Okay, okay. So again, these are things that we feel confident cooking without a recipe, and this is where my head starts to explode. Okay, hit me. Okay. Do you, why don't you throw something out there like you think oh God, would, like be, pasta, would be on this list? Like spaghetti okay. and meatballs, okay. right? Okay. I would say yeah. um, making a soup, yeah. I think, would be on the sure, list. Sure, sure. Um, Okay, here we go. Let me run this down for you. Okay, Okay, here's the things that people say they feel confident. Now, remember, without a recipe. So assuming that there would be recipes for these things, you're just good enough that you don't need it. Okay. 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 Number 10, salad. Well, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Number nine, rice. Duh. I had to use a recipe for rice yesterday. Okay. Number eight, pasta. Not the sauce, just pasta. Yes, that's easy. Okay. You boil the water, put the pasta in the water. Okay. Number seven, (laughs) number seven, grilled cheese. Ah, oh, so easy. Okay. What I'm saying is that none of these things should make you proud that you can cook them without a recipe. Right. They're just like common knowledge. Okay. That we should all know. French toast. Oh, so easy. Maury. I would need Hold a recipe. On. You need a French toast recipe? I would need a... What makes it Frenchy? No, what do you mean? Like, I, what is it egg? I... I don't know. What do you think French toast is? Okay, I assume... Take us through the process of making yeah. French toast. Okay, I assume you crack your eggs in a bowl. Yeah. I only know this because my dad told me that. Crack okay. your eggs in a bowl. Yeah. And then you soak the toast in the eggs. Yeah. Put it in the pan. Right. Is that it? Cool. Okay, they were good. Okay, uh, poached <laughs> eggs at number four. Oh, no, that's very tough. <laughs> okay, what's come on, Mocha, okay. that's tough. No, no, no. What's tough about... what's not not You don't have to make the perfect poached egg. But how do you poach an egg? We have asked Google at home to do this. Okay, Google, tell me how to make a poached egg. Right. And we still messed it up. No, no, no. Okay, but you know how. You're no, just I have no idea. No, you have no idea. No idea. Okay. Uh, hard-boiled egg. Okay, that is, I can num- do. is number three on the list. Come on. That people are, are, are oh. feel confident that they can make without a recipe. Without a recipe. Hard-boiled egg. Number two on the list, scrambled eggs. Oh, that should be the easiest thing ever. Okay. Come on. Okay. Number two on the list, scrambled eggs. Number one on the list, uh, eggs over easy. Uh, yeah. Okay. Can I just tell you, that was the top 10. 
You're lucky I didn't read you 11 because your head would be exploding with mine right well, now. Well, now I need to know what... Okay, number 11 on the things that we feel confident cooking without a recipe. Number 11 with 34% of the vote, toast. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I don't believe that list. Yes. No, that's got to be a joke. Yes, That no. has to be a joke. No, not in any toast. way. Toast. That's uh. probably the easiest thing anyone could ever make. Yes. Throughout the history of mankind. Toasts. You just put it in the machine and push the button. <laughs> well, yeah. No, but then you put the machine in water, Maury. <laughs> How do you make toast? <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Joanne, how you doing, girl? Good, how you doing? Good, what's up? I was listening to you guys talking about that list of foods people can't comfortably cook. Yeah. And I wanted to say, you know what, rice, I could understand it. Because you don't want it to get soggy. So I can understand the like lack of confidence around the preparation. <sighs> it's still abysmal, but I get it. But I'm surprised that KD wasn't on that list. KD? Just because some people will actually measure the milk. I've witnessed this, and I don't get it. Why are you measuring the margarine in the milk? Just put it in and deal. Wow. But, hey. You didn't, you didn't even say butter, huh? You went straight to margarine. <laughs> you know what? If you're making KD, life is simple. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you know what? Uh, come on. If you're making rice, life is simple, too. <laughs> yeah. No, but, like, I, I do a baked rice because I don't like to have soggy rice. You do baked so, rice? Yeah, I put it in a glass dish yeah. with water and yeah. butter yeah. and Seal it and bake it in the oven. Why? Because then it doesn't get soggy and it doesn't burn. Why are you burning rice? Because you walk away out of the room. Hit, oh. a, hit the timer <laughs> on your phone, man. Because you're walking out of the yeah. room. Don't leave the kitchen. How about that? But you don't have to drain it is what it is. And it comes out perfectly fluffy. Drain it? What do you mean drain it? Like if you put too much water. See? This How much water are you putting in rice? But this is why rice is on the list. Okay, hold on a second here. How much? How much water are you putting in the rice? Um, if it's like brown rice, I do a, almost a four to one, three and a half to one. Excuse me? What? Yeah. You're like soaking, soaking the rice. But it cooks perfectly. Like plump, perfect yeah, kernels, but, not soggy. Okay, but hold on here. But but what water are you draining? Well, if you put it on the stovetop and you put rice with your, you put water with rice or stock or whatever. But how much water are you using that you have to drain? Water? The rest of the water from the rice. Well. But well, usually done, when you're done cooking rice and you... There's no water. There's zero water. It's just like nice little fluffy rice that's left. That's great. The way I learned to cook rice isn't like that, so... Who taught you how to cook rice? My mom. Okay. Does you, your mom still when drain you, water from rice? Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. Wow. That's a lot of water. How old's your mom? Uh, Older. Yeah. A lot older. A lot older, yeah. This is what happened when um, you had people who were taught to cook by their mothers who grew up in the depression where nobody where nobody cooked anything those mothers those mothers passed on terrible techniques to their daughters which then became your mother right so they all had to learn from scratch and it was all through Chatelaine magazine and it was all through like like that like they had to reinvent cooking that generation of women had to basically reinvent cooking and uh, and yeah that's when you get don't forget to drain all the water out after you cook rice because that was just that was just one technique. Haven't you never read the back of a bag of rice before? Oh, who? No, I haven't bothered. You have it's not right. bothered. It's, okay. it's pretty Why good. would she? Okay. She's got the recipe from her mom. Okay. That says to drain all the water. Okay. Cook if, rice. If, if you're ever, like, if you're ever sort of on the fence about rice and you don't have a package, anything else, you can never go wrong with doing a one to one, right? Yep. And cooking it 
until it boils and then sticking it on low for 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes, okay? You can never go wrong with that. It may not be perfect, but you're not going to burn it and you're not going to certainly not going to have to drain any water out of it. See, you, you boys are doing a community service. Thank you. Right, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Joanne. Okay. Thanks, guys. Have a good right, one. Bye. Enjoy bye. your watery rice. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Groovy, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Air Transat has daily flights to London, England. Groovy, baby. Uh, I love London. London, as I, we've said so many times uh, on this podcast, London is one of those places where you feel feel great being a tourist where you actually feel alive when you're doing all the cheesy sort of tourist things the city is designed for that my ma just got back from london england yeah. over the weekend she goes once a year and every single year she does the exact same thing she visits family <laughs> yeah she goes and sees big ben yeah she goes to buckingham palace and she finds a place to get fish and chips yeah she does a touristy thing and she's Gotta been do doing it. this for years yeah and there is so much to do in uh in london england and the nightlife is amazing the the casinos are great the bars are fun uh the pubs that serve food the pubs that don't serve food there's so much to do go and every, you go find one of those red phone booths Get your picture taken in front of one of those. Everybody England, does it. Super easy to navigate. And you can do this by uh, a ton of different ways, by foot, by bus, by metro, even by boat, each of them offering a very unique view of the city. Plus, Transat offers multi-city packages to enjoy cities in and around England. Visit airtransat.com for more details. Hey, The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Kids Write Jokes is one of my favorite accounts to follow on Twitter because they accept jokes written by kids. And we all know uh, kids are like the absolute worst at writing jokes yeah. and delivering the punchline. Right. But to read them as an adult, pretty funny. For example, we just told you this one. Why did the man stand in the toilet? Why? I because forgot. he was a poo. Right. <laughs> uh, how do lions run faster? How do lions run faster? I don't know, kid. With metal legs. Right. Yeah. What are you not allowed to do at school? What? Fun. <laughs> That's so true, though, right? <laughs> Did you hear about the goblin with no head? No. He's okay now. Okay, good. What do you call a sheep without its head, legs, arms, and a face? <laughs> I don't know. One piece of gum. <laughs> why don't chemists like their soup? Uh, why? Because it's acid! <laughs> knock, knock. I'm going to need a minute. Who's there? Hungry. Hungry who? I'm so hungry. Give me my stupid food. <laughs> knock, knock. I can suck. Yeah, who's there? Elephant. Elephant who? Elephant. Elephant who? No, that's a punchline. Oh, elephant. elephant. When does a rat stink the most? When does a rat stink the most? Jeez. When it lives in your stupid old ear holes. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, said the doctor. Why, said the man. Because I do, said the doctor. Okay. <laughs> what do you do when you see an it's ugly like an squirrel? Overstep? What do you do when you see an ugly squirrel? What? Nothing. Oh. What did the judge say to the cow? <laughs> what? You're out of order! <laughs> there are two guys riding a bike. Yeah. One is washing his hair, and the other one is not. Right. Uh, when kids write jokes, they, they, like to them, it's you say something and then pause, yeah. and then you just say something else, and then everybody laughs. Right. 
For example, what do you get when you cross a dinosaur with a cat? What? <laughs> that would never happen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, kids write jokes. I swear, this is a real one, okay? Yeah. I don't know jokes. Sorry. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. The uh, Shakira tongue wag from last night made a lot of news. Oh, hell yeah, it did. And then people started clearing it up, saying that it's called the uh, Zagruda. Yeah, I saw that trending. Which, I didn't know that her father is... Uh, Arabic? Is it Lebanese? Lebanese, yeah. Uh, it's a way to no express idea. joy or happiness in Arab culture, they say. Mm. Also, it's real cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, Why not? Right up, yeah. right up to the camera? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. man. The and memes immediate- that followed oh, right after? Please. Well, and immediately, everybody on every couch... All over North America just started doing that to each other. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? We all started doing yeah, it at hell home. Hell yeah. Right? Yeah. Let me see what this is like. <laughs> <laughs> right? Ain't no thing. Um, I don't know if it was smart for Shakira. I mean, I, I don't like to think of the Super Bowl halftime show as two different performers. I try and look at it all just as one show. Uh-huh. And was it a good one show? But it's very difficult when they're two like superstar performers to not sort of separate them. Sure. And I thought that Shakira's just first three minutes or two minutes of, of her set was just too much for anybody to follow. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I really did. I just, as far as the energy goes, like it's crazy. When you bring out that kind of energy, don't get me wrong, I do believe that they gave J-Lo way more production. A ton. I think they gave her more time too. Yeah, yeah. They had to have. Way more production, way more time. But uh, but Shakira's energy was just, I don't know how you followed that. It's really tough. I thought it would have been cool. What I thought was going to happen, because they are two big superstars, and they each have their fans. I thought they were going to go like Shakira would come out, do a song, and then like just J Lo would do a song, and then she like kind of go back and forth right. rapidly. Yeah. But uh, I didn't mind that it was like Shakira and then J Lo, and then Shakira came back. Yeah. Man, and had, I don't know how she, I don't know how J Lo had two outfits that were both like the Yo. tightest thing I've ever seen in my life. When she came out in that first outfit, I'm like, there's no way that woman's changing. And there was something under it. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yo, that tight. When, when she took off the black one and revealed the secret one, my kid looked at me and went, do you think there's a third? <laughs> <laughs> because what's left at that point? Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Do you think Uh, Oh my God, it was so good though. Yeah, it was a hell of a halftime show. It was a a hell of a game. Um, Today should be a holiday. I know a lot of people said that there's also a big petition going around to have the Super Bowl next year move to Saturday. Just because, uh, you know what? Yeah. I'd be down with that. Yeah. I would for sure be down with that. Yeah. And I have, I've been far away, like while trying to watch the Super Bowl when it's been on a Sunday when you got to work the next day. I watched the Super Bowl in Egypt one time. Really? And, yeah. And with the time change, even when you're in the UK, because there's a lot of people in the UK that watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, it's too late. Like, yeah, was I it guess. Tomorrow, like 11 o'clock? Yeah. Something like that. Midnight? Yeah, yeah. So, so a lot of people want to move it to Saturday. But uh, hope you're feeling well today. Uh, if you are hungover, if you are dragging your ass, you can always give us a call, or you can shoot us a text at nine two five triple five. We'd be happy to talk to you. Yeah, phone number is four one six eight seven zero eighty eight eighty eight. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Kesha's back. She sure is. She's got a lot of songs too. Uh, new album is out right now. It's called High Road. 
Raising Hell is the name of a song. High Road is the name of a song. Resentment is the name of a song. Love it. And they're all good, but there's one that stands out for you. (laughs) (laughs) That you love. Uh, It's called The Potato Song. The Potato Song. I don't know what it's about. I don't know if like potatoes a metaphor for something or if it's just actual potatoes, but I love it. And Kesha's just super fun anyway. So why wouldn't she have a song called The Potato Song? I'm going to eat some potatoes because I want to. (laughs) I actually don't hate this. I think it's kind of fun. So, (laughs) and then you're like, okay, who the hell sings a song about potatoes? Turns out... There's quite a few songs about potatoes. This. They're red, they're white, they're brown. They get that way underground. There can't be much to do. It's actually called a potato song. blue ones too. We don't care what they look like, we'll eat them. Any way they can fit on our plate. Every way we can conjure to heat them. We're delighted and think they're just great. Sometimes we ditch the skin, eat what it's holding in. Sometimes we'd rather please have just the outside. I don't know if I could say potato the way that she does. They do not have faces. What is it in the chorus? Her feelings get hurt by just hanging around. She kind of says it like offbeat, right? But then she says it other ways. She says toe potato. Potato po. She starts the word yeah. by saying toe. Yeah. Not potato. She says toe potato potato. Or is that just the way no. we're hearing it? Listen, yeah. And then she goes potote. They're red, they're white, they're brown. They get Listen the way she does the chorus. I couldn't do this. It would take me forever to do, to do this. So now they have blue ones too. We don't care what they look like, we'll eat them. Any way they can fit on our plate. Every way we can conjure to heat them. We're delighted and think they're just great. Potato, 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 potato. You know what I mean? I can never do that. Man, this new Kesha track is awesome. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What do you know about the. The golden ratio. You ever heard of this before? Golden ratio? Yeah. To determine to determine how beautiful somebody is. Why on earth? What are you talking about? It's a thing. It's been around since like ancient Greece. But why would I pay attention to that? Oh, you don't pay attention to things like that? Like how how beauty is judged? (laughs) 
No? Oh, never mind then. We can move along. It makes sense that you would bring this up, though. <laughs> no, I'd like to know where this goes. Okay, so the golden ratio is all about how your features are positioned on one's oh, face no. and how far they are from others and everything okay. else, right? Like Denzel Washington, apparently, is almost perfect. Okay. Um, so it's basically what? The, the, the perfect face. The perfect face. The perfect as far, for a perfect but, face. But it's not necessarily the perfect face as in what you may consider to be conventionally perfect. Like it may not, you may have in your mind what the perfect nose looks like, yeah. but aesthetically when we look at something that's all put together, oftentimes you see somebody that may have a nose that is sort of atypical, but when it's all put together, when you measure out the positions and what it sits along with, they're actually, you're like, wow, that person is beautiful, right? That's the sort of golden ratio. Okay. And so they've come up with a new, like number one, as far as who is the most beautiful man in the world, okay. according to the golden ratio. Okay. So eye position was like 94%. The nose width and length was 94%. He got an 82% on lips, 95% yeah. on chin. Face shape, 91%. Forehead, strong forehead, 93.6%. Wow. And when you put it all together, his Hold golden on. ratio score is. was 92.15. Okay. Wow. 92.15. Right? 92.15. Okay. I have Google open. You're going to tell me the name. I'm going to look it up and see what this person looks like. Okay. Uh, Robert Pattinson. What? Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. I know what he looks like, but let me just... Robert... Are we allowed to disagree? So the ratio can be applied to anything and was used by Leonardo da Vinci for the pu perfect human male body in his famous work. Scientists have since adapted the mathematical formula to explain what makes a person beautiful. The length and width of someone's face is measured and then the results are divided. The premise is that the closer the ratios of a face or body are to the number pi, 1.618, or phi, sorry, 1.618, yeah. the more beautiful they become. So when you measure out everything and how they relate to each other, the closest that those numbers are to 1.618, that determines beauty. And when you look at Robert Pattinson, they did the math, and he is the most beautiful person in the world. Wow, once again, math has screwed me over. Why, more? Because I wouldn't do well with this. Henry Cavill was number two. You know, I could, like... Henry I, Cavill makes sense. Just eyeballing everything? Yeah. The way you mentioned, like, what was his chin score again? Oh, was, like, Robert, Robert Pattinson had a huge, massive chin score, 95.1. 95%. Yeah. You know what? Like, proportion, his chin, yeah. right, to his, like, jawline, to his mouth. Yeah, man, yeah. It... It makes sense. Number three on the list is Bradley Cooper. He's got a really? 94.3 chin. Really? Yeah, and a very strong forehead. <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt at number four. Uh-huh. Weak chin, only 89.7. Oh. What you doing, Brad? Oh, see a doctor, bro. Weak chin. <laughs> you even win an Academy Award with a chin like that. Who else is on the list? Uh, Clooney's on the list. Yeah. At, is, number, um, at, number, at number five. DiCaprio? Uh, Hugh Jackman's on the list. Uh, Not DiCaprio now. David Beckham's on the list. Good. Okay, here we go. David Beckham's chin, 98.6%. Oh, battle of the chin. Just about the perfect chin. Oh, Just wow. about the perfect chin. But his, uh, Beckham loses on eye position because I think his eyes are a little too close together. Oh. He only scores a 73.2 on eye position. Oh, womp womp, loser. <laughs> 
Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Kay, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Doing good. So you're 19 years old, huh? Yeah. Okay, right. so Kay, you wrote this. Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. Okay, so basically I'm dealing with a boy that I kind of have feelings for. He's tall mm-hmm. with a talent for drums and he's just super cute. At one point, we went out on a date and we clicked. However, mm-hmm. after the date, things were never really the same. We have our moments and we say hi, uh, laugh at each other's jokes and exchange some small talk, but it doesn't feel as, quote, magical as it did on our date. Uh, is it because he isn't into me or am I possibly losing feelings for him? Should I ask him if he likes me? So what happened on the date? We decided to meet up like during the Christmas break and like me and him like we both love barbecue food so we went to this Korean grill place and then what happened was we just talked about like our family life and just like what we love to do in our spare time like just simple basic getting to know each other Mm -hmm. and then what happened was um we like there were like little hints that he would give that he was like kind of like into me and stuff. Yeah. Um, they were like little mixed signals. So like what he would do is like he would um he would wink at me from time to time and I'd be like, Wait, what what's what what's the what's the message here? Like mm-hmm. why are you winking at me? And he'd be like, Oh, no reason and he would like constantly do like little things like touch my hand with his fingers, wink at me like um try and like take my food when like he hasn't even asked me he just like oh here i'll drink your water thanks (laughs) so he was just being like extra flirty yeah and then and then what happened you guys make out nope hell no oh we did not oh why do you say why do you say hell no because you didn't want to or he didn't want to no because like i'm just kind of like kind of salty about it but like yeah it didn't happen so after you guys went out on that date what happened the next day or the next couple of days did you hang out again did you talk did you text Mm, we talked here and there but like it wasn't really like like you know like those like guys who like send like one word like one word responses through text Mm -hmm. yeah that guy he's like that maybe it was just like an awesome date and that was it is there a chance that like you guys just clicked on that in that moment, you had a great conversation. You were both flir- flirty with each other, but like neither of you really saw anything happening beyond that. I don't even know. How? Because let me ask you this question. Sorry to interrupt, but how did it yeah, get? No how did it get to the point of a date? Like, wh- who realized that you guys had been flirty enough and you should go out on a date? Like, who asked who? I asked him. Based on what? The fact that you had a crush on him, or based on that you guys have a history of flirting? Well, because like we've known each other since like like our first year of university yeah it was just like a friendship up until like the beginning of our second year and like i just wanted to like take a chance because i've been kind of bottling these feelings for quite a bit but did you tell him that no i didn't tell him that i liked him i just asked him out on a date well you got Uh, did he think it was a date or did he think it was just a casual hangout Uh, no i made it very clear like do you want to go on a date with me i was really shy when i asked him and he was like yeah okay i'll go on a date but but you didn't tell him that you liked him or anything like that Nah. Yeah. You maybe got, he doesn't like you. You got Like, I'm not, trust me, I'm not trying to say this to make you feel bad or anything, but maybe he mm-hmm. just, like, likes you as a friend. Yeah, you're probably right. Nobody has ever wound up in a relationship 
without telling another human being how they feel about them. Like you sort of have to make that move. If if you think that he's on the fence or you don't even know how he feels about you, but you know you really like this guy and you need to find out, you're the one that's got to jump into that. You can't sit around waiting. Yeah, I know. You think there's a chance that you could still have a convo with him or just like let him know, hey man, I like you? Or is it? are you like too far from date number one to where you are now? I mean, I guess I could make the move and tell him so and you, then ask him on another date. Okay, hold on. You went on a date, went over Christmas holidays, right? Yeah. Okay, and has since then, has he written you by text or said it to your face that he thinks that you guys should go out on another date? Um, to, our, to my face, he said like, oh, we should like do it again sometime. Yeah. Like, does he flirt with you on text? Like, is he just blowing up your phone being like, oh my God, I like you, we should go out again? And no, no, he is definitely not like that. No, huh? Are you the the one that's always initiating the conversation? Yeah, that's what I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta not do that. Yeah, I, I don't think this guy likes you. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. You guys just went on one awesome date, didn't work out, time to move yeah. on. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, love. No, it's okay, honestly. Like, this is why I called you guys, because fix my life. So, it sucks, when, it sucks when it ends with like this. I don't like it when they end like this. You're 19. Yeah, I am 19. Yeah, my God. Okay, you got it all going on. Don't even worry about it. You're perfect. <laughs> you're, you're in a good place, Kay. Yeah. Smile and be happy, okay? I will. All right, love you lots. Thank you, you too. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Oh, Bad Boys. Have you seen Bad Boys yet? I have not. It's crushing at the box office, is man. It? Yes, which is great because I started to question whether Will Smith was sort of, you know, not on his way out, but if there if he could still carry a movie because Gemini Man did so poorly. Yeah. And it was such a huge push. But uh Bad Boys for Life. Won the box office for the third straight week. What was the last Will Smith movie that did numbers like this? Because anything that he's been releasing lately, or for look, the past it up. few what years, Aladdin. Yeah, uh, he yeah, but he didn't carry Aladdin though. Yeah, he wasn't like <clears throat> he was a star yeah. in Aladdin. He wasn't the star. Like, when's the last time Will Smith whooped ass in a movie? Yeah, and it uh, and it was three weeks at the top of the box office. But uh, but there is a, I guess there is a huge like market for bad boys. Like I question even whether people like the audience was still there for bad boys. Because yeah. it you know had been what? so it's long. Like, it's like Fast and Furious, right? I didn't think that they'd go up to... But they're consistent though. Like I didn't the think first... that they would go up to, to what? We're at nine now? Sure, yeah. Right? But that's like Marvel though. Like they just keep going every couple of years they really be fast movie. The first bad boys came out in what? 95? yeah. 95, and then Bad the Boys 2 one, was 2003. Like 2003, That's yeah. a long time. Yeah, it is. It's a really, really long time. Um, are they, they're going to do another one, right? They have uh, to. They have to. When you, like when next you're, year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do, you do three weeks at number one, you're going to make a fourth Bad Boys movie. And then movie, same 100%. thing with Martin, Martin Lawrence. Like, what was the last movie? I couldn't tell you the last movie that I remember that he was oh, in. Oh, geez, I don't know. Right. Yeah, but I, Martin Lawrence isn't a superstar like Will Smith. Though, no, and know? I know he's done like comedy shows and yeah. stuff. He's got comedy specials. Yeah, but for Will Smith, it's weird because he consistently gets work, but his movies are always bombing at the box office. Yeah, well, because he's not, you know, he's not doing that sort of desire for those Will Smith-driven action films. Aren't I don't know if it's there anymore. You know. The Men in Black movies did crazy money yeah. when he was in them. I would say... 
What was the What was the sci-fi one that he did? I really like that one. What was that called? The one with his kid. When what was that called? After I what? I yeah, I didn't mind iRobot. Did people hate that movie? Because I kind of remember liking iRobot. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I like that movie. But that's a long time for Will Smith, so I'm happy. Yeah. No, so am I for sure. Uh, 1917. Have you seen that yet? No. I just watched that the other night. Is it good? It's crazy. That's the one that's up for all the Oscars, right? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's so good. How that one guy wasn't nominated for an Academy Award for acting is beyond me. It's like, it's, it's criminal. Yeah. It's criminal. And and when you talk about the snubs at the Academy Awards, nobody mentions this guy's name. I would mention his name, but I don't know what his name is. I should have looked that up before we started. Uh, But it's the, (laughs) it's the, it's the main, the main guy. But I'm his biggest fan. Yeah, but I'm his huge, I'm his biggest fan. <laughs> but it is, it's criminal. This guy's so good. Is he? It's, he's in every scene of a two and a half hour movie. Is every this? single scene. George McKay or Dean Charles? I don't know. Why don't you figure it out for George me? McKay. Help me out. The main George, guy. Who's the main guy? George McKay. The one who, which guy though? There's two. The tall, thinner one? Yeah, the tall, thinner one. George McKay. George McKay. Thank you. Wow, I could tell you're his biggest fan. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. TV sucked last night because of the State of the Union. Uh, so there wasn't much on. Um, and when Trump came out, Nancy Pelosi and Mike Pence are behind Trump. And like he does this formality where he hands the vice president a copy of the script. And then he hands Nancy Pelosi a copy of the script. And then at some point, she also then tried to like reach out and shake Trump's hand. And then Trump turned her back, turned his back. And so Ooh. that was like this number one. And then he right goes through and he face. does the entire uh, super long speech. And then at the end of it, when everybody's clapping <laughs> while the cameras are on Trump, and Pence is behind Trump and Pelosi's behind Trump. She opens the folder, takes out the speech that he just gave and tears it up. But you know uh, what? Right behind them. Here's what I'll say about that. When when you watch the video, her timing of everything was so perfect and positioning of holding up, like normally, you know, you could just like take it out of the folder like as close to the desk as possible and like tear it up and toss it aside. But she held it up like near her chest where she knew it was going to be over Donald Trump's left shoulder. Bro. Perfectly in frame with the camera so you can see it being torn in half. She had a contingency, like she had like a contingency here. She did it in two parts just in case the first time she tore it up, yeah. she wasn't on camera. Yeah. So she did it in two stacks. Yeah, she did that right? move where you, you rip it in half, <laughs> stack it on top, turn it on its side, rip it again. Uh, they got up with Nancy Pelosi after the State of Union and asked her why. Why did you rip the speech up, Madam Speaker? It was the courteous thing to do considering the alternative. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Hey, I have a job interview right now, and I was really hoping you guys could just give me some good luck. Oh, wow. Okay, what's your name? Celeste. Celeste. What is the, uh, what's the job for? Accounts payable position. Nice. Okay. Are you qualified? I have the experience. I don't have the education background. Okay, don't say that in your interview. <laughs> Right. But they pretty they will know that, right, you think? Yeah, yeah, they will. I'm just nervous. It's my second interview, and I listen to you guys all the time, so if yeah. I could just have, like, some angel pixie dust or something to put me over the top. Yeah. Uh, what uh-huh. is going to, to get you to land this job? What do you think it is about you and your personality or your knowledge uh, in this field that's going to get you that position? It comes down to an Excel test. 
Oh, and like, like I, Microsoft Excel? Yeah. So oh. It's one of my top three greatest inventions of all time. <laughs> no, but seriously, Excel is so complicated. I've taken like a crash course in it this weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so intricate and involved. And yeah. that's what I'm freaking out about. And it's so boring too, right? Yes. <laughs> is there is there an interview portion or is it just the Excel test? I already did the interview portion you, and okay. they called me in for a second evaluation. Okay, good. Okay, so right now you just got to go in and nerd out on Excel, right? Yes. Wow, that's tough. Now, do you have the confidence to get through this? I've, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not confidence, knowledge, Excel knowledge. Yes, I have. I've studied. I've Even my supervisor has helped me out. Like, oh, okay. I have. I do. I got this. Right. What is it, Maureen? Hey, you know, uh, I was asked once by a job interviewer if I could perform under pressure, and I said, you know what, I can. And Bohemian Rhapsody, too. I don't know what any of that means. What? Yeah, I don't get it. What does that mean? So I was asked by a job interviewer once if I could no, perform I, under I, pressure. I heard what you said. Oh! Yeah. oh I said, yes, I can perform Bohemian Rhapsody, too. Well, look at some Maury bringing out the queen jokes. <laughs> but, like, not the normal queen. Like, the band queen. Oh. <laughs> All right, does that work at all for you or no? Sure. No. I just love you guys and just talking <laughs> to you is enough, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Hey, can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm 28 years old and this job pays $50,000 and it's the highest paying job I've ever gone for. Good for Do you, you think at 28 that's a good amount of money to be making or should I not or should I still be embarrassed that I'm only making 50,000? Don't be embarrassed of anything, first of all. What kind of life do you have? Like, can you live off 50? I mean, I have a husband who works and a child who sucks my money out of me. So, yeah. Well, then there's your... great. It's, there's it's your, awesome there's, for me. There's your contribution. You know what I mean? Like, whatever your contribution okay. is to your life, if you can sort of do your part and you feel like you're contributing and you feel like a whole person who's respected and somebody depends on them and you can come through for somebody, whether it's the people that you live with or the people that you work for and you have their trust and, you know, you got dignity in your life, then I don't think any amount of money, as long as it works for you, is something to be embarrassed by. Oh, thank you. That's exactly what I needed to hear. 50K working is better than not working and making zero. This is true. All right. Okay. Thank All you right. guys so much. You go do your thing, Celeste. Make us proud. Go Thank kill you. it. Thank you. Okay, thanks. All we right. believe in you. Love you. Love you. Bye, guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Um, you know, a typical winner for people in the GTA. We saw a few weeks ago when Vancouver got hit with snow. Mm-hmm. And they weren't prepared for it. <laughs> we weren't ready. For them, they weren't ready. For us, we were like, okay, it's like a light dusting. Yeah. Right? And then I see trending on Twitter this morning that they're getting snow in Texas. Yeah, it's crazy. And huh? again, it's not enough when we see it as Canadians to cause any panic. But people in Texas where they never get any snow. No. They're filming like their cars getting covered or just snow falling from the sky. Yeah. Uh, Like it's an anomaly. One person posted a video of their like backyard and it was like lightly snowing. It looked beautiful. Yeah. And the music he decided to have in the background was All I Want for Christmas by (laughs) Mariah Carey. (laughs) Well, that's like when you, I've been in California a few times, you know, in January, February, where it, it, it gets really cold. And the problem when you start getting into places like Texas and California is that people don't have furnaces, right? Yeah. Like, Because why would you need one? They don't have basements and they don't have furnaces. And that's when you start seeing all these news stories. There's a video of it 
lightly snowing oh, in yeah. Texas that, last that's night. That's beautiful. But right? that's when you start hearing all these news stories because when you live in Canada and you hear these stories where people have to be warned to not put a propane barbecue in your kitchen to heat your house, yeah. right? Because everybody in the, everybody uh, will die. Uh, you're like, who would do that? But you're dealing with places that don't have heating, yeah. right? Like, because they don't need it. And so it's like, how are you going to heat the house when it you have one of these freak dips yeah. in temperature? And that's when people literally start dragging barbecues into their living rooms because yeah. uh, they don't have fireplaces and they don't have furnaces. And somebody tweeted uh, something to the effect in Texas, like yesterday it was like the equivalent of 30 degrees here. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. And then, or two days ago. And then y- last night it yeah. started to snow started all to of snow. a sudden. That's crazy. I was in Vegas when it snowed. I was in Vegas last year when it snowed. Yeah, it, was, it was nuts. People were waking their children up at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> with school the next day. I remember. To go up, to go out and play in the snow because they would, because by 6 a.m. it's all going to be melted. And so they wanted their kids to see snow. Yeah. So there was all these kids, uh, you're watching the news and there's all these kids playing in the backyard at three o'clock in the morning in their first snowfall. I remember. that there are people in this world who have never seen snow? Sure. Yeah. There are people in this world who have never seen the ocean. Many. No. Yes. Really? <laughs> My God, Maury. Yes. Most. You think, every, you think everybody in the world has seen the ocean? Well, some sort of body of water. No, no, no. I the ocean. The okay. ocean. The ocean. Okay, I could believe that. Yeah. And they have no idea it's full of salt. Right. Anything else? No. Okay. okay. Just- <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Update. Kendall, welcome back to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? Hey, I'm good, guys. How are you? Good. So, Kendall, originally, and why we wanted to follow up with you for this Roz and Mocha uh, Fix My Life, was you wrote us this. I'm seeing this guy, but we're not, quote, official yet, and we've been kind of serious for a while. A family friend of theirs is always all over him, giving him eyes, touching his hand, etc. It bothers me, and I don't know whether to confront either of them. Uh, I've met her many times but have never had an in-depth conversation and you go on to say that you don't think that uh, your man would ever do anything but it definitely makes you feel awkward and uncomfortable of course it would so what happened uh after you spoke to us mm-hmm. so you guys had said basically talk to him first and just make sure that <laughs> the relationship with him is actually legit yeah. <laughs> and that and that we're actually something serious yeah, because some, um, sometimes when you're in a relationship, and it does happen where one person in a relationship is on a completely different level and you feel that you are in a relationship totally. and the other totally. person has no idea that you even feel that way and they're living in a completely different relationship. Yeah, so you needed oh, to, to sure. define that relationship. Mm-hmm. How long after we got off the phone with you did you have a conversation with him? Because we oh, talked to you back in like June. Yeah, so within the week I did. Oh, oh okay. Wow. Okay. So what did you say? How did you start this? Yeah, so I basically just said, I, I didn't talk about the girl at all. It okay. was just about him and I. I, I basically just said, you know, like, I, I think this is something serious. Um, do you, like, uh, do you want to take it to that next step? Can, can you see this going long term, blah, blah, blah. And then he was basically just like, yeah, like, honestly, to me, it's, it's, it's already been something, something serious to me. I'm not seeing anyone else, et cetera. So okay. I was like, okay, sweet. Then, then this is legit. Yeah. <laughs> I then once realized we were actually in a relationship not at that same time, probably a month or two later, Mm -hmm. I brought up this girl because there had been two more scenarios after that 
where it had happened again. So <laughs> what basically, happened? What happened? Every time we're with this particular group of friends, yeah. I don't know. She just oversteps her boundaries way too much. Okay. And in what way? In every, what way? Like just being extra flirty? Yeah. We'll try to like hold his hand oh. or like if she's getting up to get a drink, she only ever asks him if he wants one. Oh, <laughs> no. I know. Wait, but did like, she, she knew that you guys were like a thing though, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Damn. Savage. Okay. She knew. Okay. So you brought her up to him then, right? Yes. Okay. So after the two extra times, I brought her up to him and he said, oh, don't worry about her. She's like that all the time. And I guess he had known her for a really long time before because yeah. she was just around the family a lot. And, and he's just like, she's always like that. Don't worry, blah, blah, blah. So then it happened one more time again. Oh, maybe, no! <laughs> yeah. Maybe like a, a month later. And yeah. there was some liquid confidence involved in this one. Oh, no. So I, I went up to her. Really, I just tried to be nice. And I said... You know, like, I, I let the first couple times slide, but it kind of makes me feel really uncomfortable that you're you're flirting in front of my boyfriend literally right in front of my face. Yeah. And I'm not cool with it. And so she pulled me aside, and she mentioned to me that they've actually been, you know, since the whole beginning, hooking up and stuff. <gasps> so, so that's where I'm at. And then I, oh, this happened before Christmas by the way. Oh, so, oh no. Yeah. They had been hooking up this whole time? Before I even met him. And then and it after continued you, and it continued on. on. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. So my FML to you guys originally was, you know, okay, cool. Let's take it to the next step. And then it just took a complete 180. <laughs> wow. So, so yeah. where, is it, where does it stand right now? You dumped his ass, right? Oh, man. I dumped him ass that, that day, right yeah. then and there. Good what did you. he say to you? What was his explanation? Yeah. Oh, he honestly, he didn't have one. He was so, like, he, he was caught in his own lie, you know? So he was just like, oh, my God. Like, and I just had left. I just said, I'm not dealing with this. Like, I, I don't deserve this. And then I just went home. And are the, the two of them together now? I have no idea. I oh, okay. <laughs> I have no idea. Did you delete them from your life? Like, clean break? No yeah, social, no that, anything? that's why I don't even know. Good Honestly, we, nice. we only really started dating at the beginning of summer, right? Yeah. So at, at least I found out that he... He was not a, a good man right. <laughs> early enough. Right. Wow. What's life like for you right now? Are you seeing anybody? Anyone you're you're no, talking to? Just, interested? I'm, in? No, I'm single. I'm I'm trying to live the 24 year old single life. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> that, so you. listen, you go and you live that life, and don't worry about that. But I find it weird that 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 the other woman would be just so casual in the sense that she had no right? feeling. She had no feelings that the guy that she was hooking up with just went and got a girlfriend. So much so that she exactly. was just fine to continue it. Like very I weird, know. right? Like super weird. Yeah. Some women really don't respect themselves. <laughs> well, you did the right thing. Thank you very much, guys. Okay. I appreciate it. <laughs> just just uh, just continue to do the right thing. You yeah, you're... live your best life, girl. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm trying. All right. <laughs> Take care. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. The BAFTA Awards went down yesterday. What? 
BAFTA, the British Film Awards, sort of oh, like, the, right. the, like the, the British Oscars, I guess it would be. Uh, it's oh. the, the last big awards show before the Academy Awards. A lot of the usuals won. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix walking away with the award for his performance in Joker once again. Uh, only this time, Joaquin Phoenix calls out the BAFTA Awards uh, for their lack of diversity during his acceptance oh, speech. Just them like, while wow. accepting an award oh, that bro, they gave him? Listen to this. Uh, I think that we send a very clear message to people of color that you're not welcome here. Um, I think that's the message that we're sending to people that have contributed uh, so much to our medium and our industry and in ways that we benefit from. I don't think anybody wants a a handout or preferential treatment, although that's what we give ourselves every year. I think that people just want to be acknowledged and appreciated and respected for for their work. This is not a self-righteous condemnation because uh, I'm ashamed to say that I'm part of the problem. I have not uh, done everything in my power to ensure that the sets I work on are inclusive, Uh, but I think that it's more than just having sets that are multicultural. I think that um, we have to really do the, the hard work to truly understand systemic racism. Um... I, uh, I think that it is the obligation of the people that have created and perpetuate and benefit from a system of oppression to be the ones that dismantle it. So that's on us. Yeah. And I just checked Twitter too. That's why he's still trending yes, this morning. Yes. Wow, yes. that's incredible. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, so is. Uh, is uh, Ujiri leaving or what? What's the deal with that? New York wants him. God, could you imagine the money they're going to throw at him? A lot. New York has a lot of money. God. Although, may I remind everybody? Yeah. Uh, Masai Ujiri is not like the biggest fan of New York. Oh, no? Who's as not a far, fan of New York? As far as what I remember... From Masai Ujiri, whenever he had a mic in his hand or in front of his face. Remember when he said, <laughs> during the playoffs like a couple years ago, when he went on stage outside the uh, Scotiabank Arena and he yeah. said, F Brooklyn? Oh, right. Oh, yeah, that didn't go over well at all. I remember that. <laughs> and then in 2014, he said this. I naturally, uh, and please clap after this, I hate the Knicks and yes. don't care. Really. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> I think maybe the Knicks forgot about that quote. Wow. So is it the, is it the Knicks or is it the Nets that want him? The no, Knicks? The Knicks oh, him, yeah. God. <laughs> I mean, you can understand in the heat of battle saying F Brooklyn, but yeah. when you go on a television show and go, hey, listen, I'm going to have something to say right now, okay? I get yeah. something off my chest. Yeah. I hate the Knicks. And the only reason why I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to blow up this whole deal is because I want Masai to stay with the Raptors, right? Yeah. So uh, New York Knicks, just remember that in 2014, <laughs> as you're offering up all this money today yeah. to Masai Ujiri, yeah. uh, to, to have him leave us for you, just remember <laughs> that in 2014, to open up old wounds and bring up old stuff. He said this. I naturally, uh, and please clap after this, I hate the Knicks and yes. don't yes. care. Yes. <laughs> please clap after this. Please clap after this. I hate the Knicks and I really don't care. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So Indiana Jones is coming back, right? Is that the deal? It is, yeah. So is this a... 
continuation or a reboot? I'm reading a story right here. Kathleen Kennedy confirmed that Harrison Ford will in fact be back for Indiana Jones 5. Mm. She said they're still working on getting a script the way that they want it to be, but that it is coming along. She also said, it's, oh, it's not a reboot, it's a continuation. Steven Spielberg oh. is directing the movie and expected to hit theaters in uh, 2021. The week, before, the, last... the week before Harrison turned 79. Wow, good for you. What was the last Jeez. movie that came out? Wasn't it like 12 Indiana years ago Jones? or Was it the Shia LaBeouf one? Was that yeah, the last yeah, Indiana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was 2008 maybe, I want to say. Was it really? Had to have been. Hold on now. I need to know this. I need to find this out. And I thought that movie did well. Why did they not continue with Shia LaBeouf? Or was he just too busy like trying to crank out all the Transformers yeah, movies? I don't, I don't know. But has has he been in all of them? Yeah. Has he? Has he appeared in all of them? Yeah, yeah. I guess. Because I, I know that they had Sean Connery in one where he played Indiana Jones' dad. Yeah, The Last Crusade. Right? That was yeah. The Last Crusade. Uh-huh. Right. I, I start to get confused. So the first one was... The, God, the, the first Raiders of the, Lost, out, Raiders of the Lost Ark was in 1981. Wow. The most that recent was a, one was Crystal Skull with Shia LaBeouf and Kate Blanchett. And when was that? 2008. 2008? Yeah. Let me just confirm that. Again. Confirm that, please. I don't I think, think maybe I'm it was 2008. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it is. Really? Huh? Yeah. I thought it was way longer than that. 2008. I can't remember the very first. Yeah. 2008, huh? I can't remember the very first Indiana Jones. No. Like, when you say Indiana Jones, I remember. Is that the one with the giant boulder that was chasing? Yeah. Him? So, so the reason why you don't remember the first Indiana Jones is because it was called Raiders of the Lost Ark. What was the second one? Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. That's the first one that I've seen. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? I saw Temple of Doom before I saw Raiders. Raiders. Really? Raiders was the one with the giant boulder. Yes, because I remember when I watched Temple of Doom, I was like, where the hell is this big ass rock that's supposed to chase Harrison Ford? Right. And Raiders was the one where they open the ark and uh, all the Nazis' faces melt. That wasn't part two? No, that's part part one. Oh. Yeah, where he's like, Marion, don't look at it. Don't look at it. Close your eyes. And they're tied to the pole. Yeah. And then they open the ark and all the Nazis melt. <laughs> and there was like no, in real life. And there was no CG at the time. So they literally made wax statues of the Nazis and just hit them with a blowtorch. Oh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back, Indiana Jones. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, have you started to watch this Justin Bieber YouTube show yet? No. Have no. you? No, me neither. But I'm, oh. just, I'm just reading the description of this clip here from it. Where Isn't he talks it the- isn't it on like the, the paid version of YouTube? Oh, was it YouTube Red? Is that what it is? Hey, do you have to pay to watch that Justin Bieber thing? No. No, you don't. No? It's free. Play that clip of Bieber talking about doing drugs, where he was talking about doing so many pills that his people had to check on him while he slept. Hold, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, listen to this. There was a time where I was sipping lean. I was popping pills. I was doing molly, you know, shrooms, everything. And it was just an escape for me. I was just young. I decided to stop because I felt like I was like, I felt like, bro, I was like dying. My security and stuff were coming into the room at night to check my pulse. Like, people don't know how serious it got. Like, it was legit crazy scary. I was waking up in the morning and the first thing I was doing is popping pills and smoking a blunt and starting my day. 
you know, so it just got scary. Wow. It's interesting, too, because all those times when everyone, you would see Justin Bieber and everybody's like, that guy is high off his ass. You got roasted for it. Nah. How leave dare you? Bully, leave him alone. He's all this stuff. No, he was high. Yeah. Like, and not just like weed high, but like lean high and opioids high and shrooms high. Like, he was high. Like, how clean is he now? Like, clean, clean? Or is well, he, I mean, like, maybe a little weed here and there? A drink here geez, and there? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But That's I, the one thing, like, he's, you know, saying he's A-OK with opening up, which is fine, yeah. uh, about all the drugs he used to do and all the drugs that affected his life. Here's what was happening, what you guys saw, but here's what was happening behind the scenes, mm-hmm. what I was on. But he not once has he ever said, I'm not doing any of that stuff well, anymore. Well, you know, he alludes to or it. Or I he, he still it enjoy, or I, I still enjoy a I'll drink. i this, watching, because it comes out an episode every week, so there, this last was the third one, the ones I've seen. He seems the most mature, the most coherent I've ever seen him. yeah. Like in the times that they sit him down for an interview, or you see him, you know, with Haley, he seems really good. Yeah, yeah. good I for him. Though. I, I, I mean, don't. I'm, I don't I'm, think he would be doing this if he was still on Molly. Oh yeah, no, Hills, absolutely not. Lane, also, oh my god, shrimps, his house is so nice. Uh, is that the one he's selling? Yeah, yeah. You um, should buy it. But uh, but no, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's crazy because he went away for like a real long time, mm-hmm. right? And. When he came back, he was just like you, know, you would see these. You would see these this footage of him just like tweaking so bad. Yeah, and you never wanted to say like you never wanted to you know go on record with a piece of video and be like it is obvious to anyone that this boy is tweaking. Like mm. he needs something. Like he just can't control himself. And you never wanted to say that because you never wanted to seem like you were bullying Justin Bieber. You know, and then so to hear him say this, it's uh, it's crazy because all those times where you're like, my God, this guy needs help. Like he is just high off his ass. Like you can't function when you're like that. And uh, and that he was people having to go in and check on his pulse when you're sleeping. Do you imagine anyone, being that messed up? I wonder if anyone on his team got fired because of how uh, how bad it got. No, 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 it's all the same people. No, he pays people to. No, make I know, sure. but like it's got to get to a certain point where. No, it's it's all somebody on. like even Scooter Braun would be like, okay, all these people are allowing. Yes, they're on your payroll and they're making money off of you, but like something has to change. No, because the, the, then ever then the whole place falls down. Scoot, it's it's Scooter Braun is just, to blame as well. Yeah, right? exactly. You just it's and and so much of that is the circle of friends, right? Yeah. Like so much of that are the, the the just the people you socially let into your life. The bodyguards are there just to just make sure nobody dies. Yeah. He has you know, changed they have bodyguards. no other job. He has changed bodyguards. His bodyguard from back in the day is no yeah. longer with him. Right, so. right. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. All right, let's get to the bottom of this. Um, the coronavirus WestJet flight guy, uh, James Potok. Uh, when it turns out that this is what happens when you are young and dumb and you want to go viral, right? So I guess that's what happened. Uh, the WestJet flight, we know this. The guy stood up on the WestJet flight, said that he had coronavirus. Everybody's vacation was ruined. The plane turned around, landed back in Toronto. He was then arrested and charged. But why the hell would anyone do this? Yo, James. Yes, sir. What up, dumbass? <laughs> how are you? How are you, gentlemen? Good. I'm better than you. What? Um, well, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, from what I've seen, you, you, and one of the reasons why we were like, okay, let's have, let's have James on today is because you actually do seem remorseful. 
of what you did, what you did on Absolutely. the plane. Absolutely. Okay, so it, what was the intent? Because what we know from everything that we've seen is that you stood up and said, I have coronavirus. That was the initial story. And uh, and then you got kicked off the plane. It turned around and a bunch of, you know, 200 people had their vacation ruined. So, what, so that's, a mis, that's a miscommunication. Okay. I never stood up and said, I have coronavirus. Okay. What happened was I, I stood up, I said, can I have your attention, please? I have just returned from Wuhan province. I'm not feeling too well. That was what it, that, that was exactly what I said verbatim. And what did you what did you hope would have happened? Well, I'm an artist. I don't like being labeled a rapper. I'm a content creator. I'm a R&B singer, hip hop artist. I was looking to gain you know, the, the notoriety as far as the viral videos go. But in order for you to go viral, okay, so there had to have been some sort of reaction, okay? So in, in, you just standing up there and saying that is, is one thing. But in order for it to truly get traction, there had to have been, in your head, you needed some sort of reaction. So what were you expecting the reaction to be? I was expecting some people to kind of look at each other and go, is this guy serious, for real? It wasn't premeditated. It was something that was on the cusp. You know, I just kind of thought about it as we were flying and I decided to try it out. Somewhat of an experiment. Were you traveling alone or were you with other people? No, I was traveling alone. I make the flight four or five times a year. I'm a regular in Jamaica. I oh. record music out there. I make music videos. Obviously, this is a major trending topic, right? The coronavirus. So I figured in somewhat of a sense, it'd be funny to create some type of video um, that I tease the idea that I just came back from, you know, a country that's, that's got uh, that. But even if it was, even if nothing happened and the plane didn't turn around, okay, um, how is that funny? Uh, well, yeah, the humor value may not be there. In retrospect, looking back at it, it's definitely something that, uh, you know, if I had the option to do again, I wouldn't. So I'm not saying that it was supposed to be funny, but... But you, uh, just, you, just, say, you just said it was supposed to be funny. Well, it was supposed to be a video that, you know, it it got the attention of people. I wanted to create an end product that you could look back at and, and laugh at. You know yeah, know but, no, no, but the problem is not the, to ruin but, plans. But no, no, but my, I'm just I'm just asking. Like you just said again that you wanted to make a product that you could look back and laugh at. So I'm going to ask you again: What is funny about it? Um, there's nothing funny about it. But then, why would people look back and laugh at it? Well, this is a generation that's consumed the social media. Um, again, this is something that I created and tried to get uh, a reaction. Essentially, I wasn't trying. You to You got a reaction anybody. for sure, yeah. but like the yeah. the not the reaction you were expecting. And I I know that in that moment you didn't think that there are literally hundreds of people who have died because of the coronavirus, and the entire world is. Uh, scared of anyone traveling or completely scared of somebody even just coughs. You know what I mean? Absolutely. When you realized they were turning the plane around, did you try and stop? Did you try and clear things up? Um, after I filmed the incident, I, I spoke to a couple of the stewardess and they, you know, five or 10 minutes after quarantined me in the back, I kind of asked them what's going on here. And they said, uh, we're probably going to have a doctor check you out. It wasn't until about two hours, three hours into the flight, almost before landing, that uh, I found out that the plane was rerouting and we oh. were coming back home. That's when I kind of said to myself, yeah, this, this, this was done in poor taste. So what do you want to say to, I mean, you, you, know, you know that you ruined you know, 200 and some odd uh, vacations and there's charges against you. Uh, what has your lawyer or anybody else in your life said to you? Like, how bad can this be for you? What is the sort of worst case scenario when, with regards to the charges coming out of this? My counsel has advised me not to speak to anybody, not to do any interviews. Um, 
So that's how much I, I like you guys. That I figured I'd, <laughs> I'd give you guys the chance to at least clear the air with right. what I've done. Have you thought about that? Have you thought about what the worst case scenario out of all of this is? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm dealing with it. It's my apologies to everybody on that plane, everybody that was affected by you know my statements and outbursts. I am sincerely apologetic. It was not my intent at all to have a plane rerouted or to cause fear amongst people. I was simply looking to create uh, a viral video. What were what were people saying to you as you were being escorted off that WestJet flight? Good job, buddy. People were clapping, which was, that was interesting. Sarcastically, but, uh, though, right? Yeah, yeah good job, buddy. Yeah. You're an idiot. What, are your, uh, what does your family think about all this? Uh, the phone call from the, uh, the Peel District Police Station was kind of the start to it. My father's not too happy with me. Mm-hmm. He's he's a you know he's in the legal field himself, so he understands the ramifications of what's going on. But uh, with living a life for clout, um, is this going to change the way you now conduct yourself when it comes to the desire to just simply go viral? Yeah, I mean your 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 tongue can do two things: it can hang you or it can put you up on a throne, and it did the former for me. Yeah, I mean a lot of trouble. So, I mean, again, it's something that I wouldn't ever do again. I understand the uh, epidemic and I understand the fear that, that, that it creates with people even just mentioning it. Like you said, coughing is people stop and look around, right? Uh, okay, man. Hey, listen, thanks so much for uh, joining us. Um, we'll check back in with you when we sort of know what the, the possible punishment for all of this is. And... Um, and yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Ross. Thank you, Mocha, for having me on, at least letting me tell the story. Um, for everybody that's listening, if you guys are interested, you can follow me on IG. I am an artist. All my music streaming. And uh, again, thank you for everybody that's showing support in this time, everybody that's that's helping me get through it. I appreciate it and I love everybody. And, are you uh, yeah, uh, are you still posting videos to social? I'm active on social media. Yeah. Always. Have you left your comments open? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What are people saying? You know what? This generation is sick. It's disgusting. I can understand why people are, you know, plagued with mental illnesses and things. People are saying that the worst things, you know, kill yourself. I hope you die, this and that. But I don't let that stuff get to me. I don't yeah. hardly read the comments. And, uh, you know, it's, for everyone well, that you understand, love, you, st- you. you made a, uh, a comment on a plane that you had not been feeling well, potentially because of the coronavirus, a virus that has the entire world scared and has hundreds and hundreds of people who have died from it. Uh, yes. So again, right. let me reiterate. I, I stated I had just come back from Hunan province. That is incorrect. I did not recently travel uh, anywhere in China. Right. I never stood up and said I have the coronavirus, but people inferred that. Because so you said you didn't understand. feel well. Um, and it's Wuhan. The video <laughs> hasn't surfaced. But again, you that's just, what I you just You just told us that you said you didn't feel well. <laughs> You, you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Hey, All right, listen. James, we got to go. My pleasure. And again, thank you so you got much, it. guys. Right on, I man. Take care. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Academy Awards on Sunday. Hollywood! Woo! Uh, this is our annual Academy Award office pool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, between uh, Maury, who may pass away from natural causes, <laughs> and Mocha, who have been going head-to-head with the Academy Awards now for years. And what is up for grabs today, what is at stake, is um, they have 
written a list of favors that they would like the other to do. So, Mocha, if you win a category, you are allowed to ask one favor of Maury sure. that he will then have to fulfill during the show on Monday, and vice versa. Maury, if you win a category, you are allowed to ask a favor of Mocha Fantastic. that he will have to fulfill during the show on Monday. And you the have morning, to do them, right? Yeah, the morning following the Academy Awards. Now, I have all the favors here. Uh, the way that we've done this is... Most categories have uh, five nominees in them. So we went through ahead of time and Mocha and Maury got to pick basically everything in every category. They alternated back and forth. But I'll sort of go through and tell you who has the uh, the, the, the sort of big favorite picks here. Uh, I would say in director, Mocha has uh, Sam Mendes for 1917. Uh, Maury picked uh, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Lead actress, Maury was the one that got to select Renee Zellweger. Lead actor, Mocha was the one who got to select Joaquin Phoenix, who is by far the favorite. And then in Best Picture, uh, Mocha has 1917. Maury has Parasite. But again, everybody, every other name on here is either Maury or Mocha because it's the only way to guarantee that somebody wins, even if a long shot on Sunday night comes out to take one of these. There will be a winner between Maury and Mocha. Now, what is up for grabs as far as the favors is I have these. Would you like me to reveal them now? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Might as well. The winner... For best director, Mocha, your favorite Tamori is that, of course, everybody's going to be exhausted following the Academy Awards on Monday. So Mocha would like to leave a little bit early on Monday. And that means if Mocha wins more, you have to take over his job on the show as of 8 a.m. Oh, my God. I totally hope he wins. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want all of them? Can you just take uh, um, all of them? Yeah. No, but that includes like controlling all the things. all the equipment here, everything here. A boy can dream. Okay, and uh, and okay, Maury, Maury, if 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 you win, you have asked because again, everybody is going to be so exhausted uh, the day after the Academy Awards. You have asked that Mocha give you piggyback rides to and from the studio to your office all morning long, so you don't have to make the walk. Oh my God! So <laughs> heavy. <laughs> oh, I, either way, I'm a winner in this show. Oh okay. my God! Okay, uh, lead actress. Yeah, lead actress Mocha. If you win, you had said this that uh, your son Cruz is very much into balloon animals these days. You never have time to blow them up, so no. you would like Maury to give you the favor of helping you make the zoo. You need a cat, giraffe, uh, dog, and a monkey. <laughs> I've never done this. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay. Um, if uh, if Maury, if you win, Maury's anticipating having a big party with lots of food the night before at the Academy Awards, uh -huh. and then morning is going to be a bit of a rush, and so he already knows that he will not have time to floss. So he's asking oh! you as a favor to please floss his teeth. That is disgusting. In the category of Best Actress... <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, in the category of Best Actor... Um, Maury, you said if you win as a favor, you would like Mocha to rub your feet with cream. Oh, Mocha, yeah. you said that if you win in this category, oddly enough, you would like Maury to rub your feet with cream. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. And then finally... <laughs> Why don't we just call that one we're both creaming each okay, other's okay. feet then? Finally, no. in the category of no, best picture, uh, Mocha, if you win, Mocha, let me know that actually Jenna shrunk one one of Mocha's favorite t-shirts, which is now almost child size. Maury, he would like you to wear it to help him stretch it out so it fits again. Keep oh, in mind, no. keep in mind, this is a very, <laughs> very small t-shirt now. 
won't I stretch it out in the wrong areas? It's a very small t-shirt that you're going to have to get into and try your best to stretch out of all morning. Oh, God, I hope I win. Okay, okay. and uh, could you imagine having to piggyback Maury back to his office while he's oh, wearing a no. tiny little t-shirt? Oh, he's wearing a sewer Oh, no. And then finally, um, in the category of Best Picture, Maury, if you win, the favor that you have asked Mocha to do is um, if during your breakfast that you usually eat on the show, if Mocha could please cut up your food and feed it to you like your daddy used to do. Uh, or you mean like how Matthew does now? <laughs> no, I want it like my daddy. <laughs> Oh, okay, weird. so those <laughs> so weird. That is what is up for grabs during the uh, Raz and Mocha Show uh, office Oscar pool. Again, Maury and Mocha are betting favors. Uh, some of them are a little bit of an overstep, but I think still doable. All of this will be revealed on Monday. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Mocha. What? You ready? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do the news! But then you can't just call up and do my job, man. Uh, bye bye. Bye bye. A Roz and Mocha show and Kiss 92.5 news break. Uh, I don't even know where to begin today. So let's break everything down okay. that is new this morning. Uh, I got the new Lassia Cara song that we're going to play in a couple minutes. It's called October. Okay. Uh, Lil Wayne dropped an album that's got like 24 songs on it. Jesus. Okay. Uh, Taylor Swift, her Netflix documentary, Miss Americana, is out right now. Uh, it's an hour and a half. I watched 40 minutes of it this morning. Mm-hmm. Megan Trainer's got new music, uh, including a song featuring Nicki Minaj. Kesha dropped her album called High Road. Drake and Future dropped a new song called Desires. Um, Lizzo surprised her uh, Miami crowd last night by inviting Harry Styles onto the stage. <laughs> What'd they sing? Um, I think Juicy. Juice? Or I Juice. Got that juice. And so, like, I... Pff- I don't know. Like we have to cancel like all music today on the yeah, show. I know, I know. Um, where do you want to start? Um, I'm just start with Taylor Swift. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't watched this yet because I couldn't stay up till three o'clock in the morning last night. <sighs> Not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> what about waking up early? No, no, no. So you watch what? Forty five minutes of it. I watch about forty five minutes. What do you think? Um, from what I've read, the reviews for it are the reviews for it are very good. But I think that they are, and rightfully so. The the reviews are coming at it from is it fan service enough? Mm-hmm. And from what I've read, that this is a like fans dream. If oh, you're a time. huge Taylor Swift fan. This is the ultimate, uh, like, I guess you could say behind the scenes footage and uh, intimate conversation with Taylor Swift. Right. If you're a Taylor Swift fan. Right, okay. Right? okay. I like Taylor Swift. I don't yeah. mind her music. I think she makes great pop records. She's a good artist. Um, she does address Kanye West. Oh, play and that, that. 2009 incident when he famously did this at the VMAs. Yo, Taylor... I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. And like she had like the entire, entire footage from MTV for that and went on to say this. It was so echoey in there. At the time, I didn't know they were booing him doing that. I thought that they were booing me. For someone who's built their whole belief system on getting people to clap for you, the whole crowd booing is a pretty formative experience. 
that was like sort of a catalyst for a lot of psychological paths that I went down. And not all of them were beneficial. It was all fueled by not feeling like I belonged there. I'm only here because I work hard and I'm nice to people. That work ethic, like, thank God I had that work ethic. Like, I can't change what's going to happen to me, but I can control what I write. Hmm. hmm. There's does, she get into, does she get into the Kanye stuff with the... Uh, with the the famous song and yeah, the so, phone call and Kim uh, recording it. Does she get into that? She does. She does, okay. And it's around the 40, 38, 40 minute mark okay, around well. where I stopped Yeah, because it was showing she has uh, in the documentary, Miss Americana, um, there's footage from a Kanye West concert where the crowd is singing that line from Famous. Yeah. I made that be famous. Yeah. And then the entire crowd starts chanting, F. Taylor Swift. Right. Oof, so that rough. was like the part where that's I stopped. Rough. And I'm like, I kind of want to see rough. how this progresses. Yeah. Yeah. But so that dropped on Netflix at uh, 3 a.m. Yeah. Uh, so it's out. Uh, if you're a Taylor Swift fan, you're going to love it. Um, you know, I don't know. For me, it was just a lot, a little too much of a sob story, if right. that's fair to say. Sure. Right. Sure. It was a lot of, Kind of poor me, poor me. Sure. Here are my struggles, but yeah. I mean that if that that's the story Taylor Swift wants to tell, mm-hmm. that's her her narrative. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a new song at the end, which is kind of cool. How is it? It's, a, it's I like it. It's What's it's during the uh, the credits. It's soft. It's yeah. slow, but it's nice. I don't mind that Taylor Swift. I like a it's I called, like a ballad. Uh, only Swift. only the young. It keeps me awake. The look on your face. The moment you heard the news. You're screaming inside and frozen in time. You did all the the one thing that I do like about the documentary, the Taylor Swift documentary, is uh, when they show, because I'm into like the behind the scenes making of songs, making of music, the way tracks come together. So they show a lot of that, especially stuff from the new album, like when she was coming up with the song Me, showing how she was like just writing it and like figuring it out with her producer and her producer mm-hmm. playing a beat and she's like singing like here's what I have and singing lyrics off of her phone mm-hmm. right I like seeing stuff like that to see how projects kind of come together and if you love decor she takes you inside of her parents house <laughs> in her home <laughs> uh, George Stepanopoulos from uh, Good Morning America is eyeing the hosting job with Jeopardy when Alex Trebek eventually uh, will retire according to Radar Online the 59 year old Good Morning America uh, host feels like he'd be the perfect fit to replace Trebek. An insider says for George, it's really a dream job. The show is fun, but brainy and uh, is so beloved by the viewers he thinks that he could trans uh, transition without a hitch. Well, he is loved on Good Morning America. Those mornings of getting up super early I've worn on him. Uh, Peppa Pig quit. Huh? Yeah, the actress who's now 18, um, Harley Bird, quits the role after 13 years despite raking in $1,000 an hour to voice Holy. Peppa Pig. Uh, the 18-year-old has confirmed that she is stepping aside from uh, the job to make way for um, Amelie Bay, who is nine, uh, who's uh, said that this is a dream come true to be the new voice Didn't of Peppa Pig. Didn't you say Pig. once that, that kids are learning how to speak English from Peppa Pig? Well, that's what, yeah, that's what happened. Everyone has British accents now? Yeah, everybody has, uh, all these kids were starting to say things in, in English accents. My kid did it because she was a huge Peppa Pig fan. <laughs> Uh, Pam Anderson's marriage is over after 12 days. 
No. <laughs> Didn't she marry that super old guy, the yeah. seven four-year-old? Yeah, the old guy who said after he married Pam Anderson, hey, listen, I could get any woman I want, all right? But I choose Pam. 12 days? All right, player. Yeah, well, I guess what happened was they did the ceremony, but they never actually sent in the paperwork to make it legal. So she said, we would be very grateful uh, for your support as we take some time apart to reevaluate what we want from life and from one another. We have mutually decided to put off the formalization of our marriage certificate and put our faith in the process. Thank Maybe she realized, she's like, he's 74. Yeah. He was I, probably going around, but like, Yo, babe, you put that thing in the mail? Right. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got it. It's in the car. I'll, uh, when I'm... When I leave tomorrow, I'll pass by the mailbox, I'll drop it yeah, in. I got it. Don't even worry about it. I know. Uh, remember when she was married to Kid Rock for 122 days? That was a quick one. Yeah. And he broke up with her. He dumped her because she did the Borat movie, right? I believe so. I think that, that was the story. Yeah. I think that he dumped her because she did the Borat movie. High five. I could be wrong. Because didn't Borat kidnap her? Was oh, remember no. that was in the movie? Oh my god, I can't. She was at like what? a book Probably. signing and Borat kidnapped her or something or somebody kidnapped her, <sighs> Borat's fat friend or something like that. But uh but yeah, I think Kid Rock dumped her over that. Um, Groundhog Day was yesterday. I know it, uh, we all forgot about it because of the Super Bowl. Uh Punxsutawney Phil uh, said that uh, it's an early spring. Winnipeg Win said that it's an early spring. Oh. Fred La Marmont uh, said that it's an early spring. And uh, Wyerton Willie also said that it was an early spring. However, the mayor sort of screwed up the whole process. There was listen, controversy? Oh, listen to this. Mayor Janice Jackson, it is 8.07. It is the time. Well, I don't think you can see his shadow, so it's six more weeks. As you can see, everybody, with all the excitement, the mayor... I messed up. I messed up. Oh, no. And so, mayor, what is the prediction? Okay. I'm going to try this again. Oh, no. What am I saying? Yo, it's like when Travolta messed up with the Oscars. Right? <laughs> Sorry, saying. you guys didn't win. It was the other one. Uh, Halsey went off on a fan at one of her uh, shows on Saturday night. It was a uh, Super Bowl sort of pre-show concert that she was doing down in Miami. Because I guess there was a fan in the audience that kept yelling out G-Eazy. Oh, no. Uh, her ex-boyfriend. Ex? Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, cool, bro. Come <laughs> so on, man. here's how Halsey handled the situation. Yo, Halsey's right. <laughs> a real one. Uh, Tom Brady sent the football world into a frenzy yesterday. So his future is sort of up in the air. And a couple of days before the Super Bowl, he posts a picture on Twitter with zero caption. And all it is is a black and white shot of Tom Brady in the tunnel, either walking on to or walking away from the football field. And nobody knows which one it is. Looks like a movie poster. Right? So they don't know if he's walking back onto the field or if he's walking off the field. 
And everybody's like, bro, what are you doing? But uh, Adam... Uh, this is the new, like, <laughs> is the dress blue or yeah. purple? Oh, my God. It really it really is. Is he swinging forward or backwards? Yeah. Yes. No, I know. It really is. It's, it totally is. Uh, Adam Schefter from uh, ESPN tweeted that he was told that it is not related to Tom Brady's football future. Repeat, it is then not caption, related. Bro. Thank you. Go in and, and hit edit. Like, you don't know <laughs> what you're doing? Yeah. Right? Come on, Tom. Love this pick. Might delete later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Moody Graham. That movie, The Rhythm Section, that came out. Yeah. Which I didn't really know a lot about, but like people were sort of saying that it might be cool and might not be cool, whatever it was. Uh, it opened in 10th place over the weekend. And wow. The, yeah, and the producers responded to the record-breaking box office failure that was the rhythm section. Uh, it opened in 3,000 theaters. Yeah. 3,000 theaters. And it only made $2.7 million in those 3,000 theaters. Uh, producers uh, said that, um, who are best known for the James Bond franchise, responded saying, we are obviously disappointed with the box office, but proud of uh, our work in the movie and the overwhelming positive reaction to Blake Lively's performance. Paramount is expecting to lose between 30 and $40 million on the movie, uh, which is a huge loss Yikes. for a movie that they did such a huge push for. That's uh, Blake Lively and Jude Law. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Uh, reviews now are starting to come in for the movie. I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it's sitting at 90%. What? Um, wow. Yeah. So some of the mixed reviews is I like, I love the Harley Quinn character. Yes. Right? We Agreed. all, okay. So, the, so you're not introducing anybody to a new character as the hero. We all love Harley Quinn. And so for me, movies like this come down to the big bad. Like, who do they have to fight? Because sure. I didn't like the last Spider-Man because I don't like when superheroes have to fight drones. I find it very boring, right? right? Spoiler uh, alert. So it comes down to the big bad. And apparently from what I hear is that there is a lot wrong with the movie or... I guess the best way that people have said it is that it's almost too much and not enough all at the same time. Really? But the one thing, because we know we love Harley Quinn, the one thing people are saying is that the big bad in it, which is Ewan McGregor, is incredible. So, really? so yeah, so it's a great bad guy. So huh. even, so sitting at 90%, which is amazing, and the mixed reviews are like really sort of all over the place, but if you are wondering whether this movie is going to be fantastic based on a character you already know and love, but also yeah. the big bad in the movie, apparently Ewan McGregor is incredible. Incredible, really? and his bad guy that okay. they've given him is awesome. So I know you were curious about what uh, what's going on with Harley yeah, Quinn. Yeah, because I hadn't like I know the movie comes out tomorrow, but I hadn't up until now like really heard or seen yeah. anything about it. Yeah, yeah. So because they just did screenings uh, last night. Last night is when a lot of the reviewers oh, saw it. That's so it was why. yeah, it was they did the big premieres, and then Wednesday night last night was a lot of the screenings. So a lot of the reviewers uh, came out of those with uh, with their reviews, but oh. uh, not bad. All right. And now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Leslie. Hello, good morning. Happy February. Happy February. <laughs> how are you? I'm okay. How are you guys? Good, good, good. Uh, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What is your question for Ask Roz and Mocha? Uh, my question is, I wanted to know, because I love to hear stories about, you know, uh, about Cruz and Roxy. Uh-huh, okay. So my kids, question yeah. is... Uh, what are their thoughts or their comment, or she has a funny story, when they first saw your ad or the billboards um, 
of you guys on TV or the ones on the bus or on the highway. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So uh, in Toronto, because we have people that listen to the Razamoga show uh, across Canada, in Toronto specifically, we have television commercials, um, which you can actually see on our YouTube channel. Uh, just search for mm-hmm. Kiss92.5 Razamoga. Um, and we also have ads that run, that we have billboards right around the city and ads that are on the sides of uh, buses and inside streetcars and trains. Yes. So my son, Cruz, is, uh, he'll be three at the end of April. Does he, does he get it? Does he He know? doesn't fully, fully understand, like, the, mm-hmm. our last round of advertising on television mm-hmm. when we're in the gold suits. Mm-hmm. It was only this advertising campaign that he, like, recognized and would mm-hmm. see me on television. Right. And when I'm not home, he'll, like, run to my wife, run to Jenna, and be like, Daddy's on TV, Daddy's on TV. Right. Uh... Yeah. But, like, the <laughs> first time that I noticed that he noticed is because he looked really confused because he, like, he saw me on TV, but I was sitting on the couch at the same time, right? Yeah. And he was, like, looking at the TV, and then he's looking over at me, and he's like, Daddy's on TV? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's a commercial. You know, I mean, yeah. How you can explain to a two-year-old, right? Yeah. Um, but he hasn't seen any of the any of the the bus ads, or he hasn't seen the the billboards around. You guys haven't been in the car or anything like around that? around town. No, anything? nothing no, like that no. where he he recognizes. Yeah, it's it's interesting because um, Rox, my kid, has all like she's not known me where I, where I haven't been on television or there hasn't been advertising or anything because she was born when we started this show, right. and yeah. I'd already been doing the TV show for four or five years before then um so it's always just been a thing and i I don't know if she's it's only when they they realize that it's not everybody's parent that does that where they they actually know yeah because it's very normal for them when they don't have any friends or they don't know what everybody's parent does like it's not a weird thing to be you know to be on television but what about this though because you're one way on et canada Mm -hmm. right and in our television commercials, we're both, you know, bouncing around acting like idiots. Right. Yeah. So she's no different. It's like There's complete no. different personalities, right? No, it's 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 actually. Here's the thing: is that it doesn't matter because it's on it's on the screen, right? Yeah. Like it, it, the, the, it's not it's not what you're doing or the content. It's just the Ooh. fact that you show up on a screen. Yeah. Right. Because to a kid, anything that shows up onto a screen, that's the most normal thing in the world. Sure. Right. Because everything that they consume shows up on a screen, and mm. you're just one of a million things. Like like I'm on her screen she'll be watching videos um of cooking shows and the ad that rolls before it will be the ad for this show Mm -hmm. and she'll hit skip when it goes five four three two one Sorry, thought it's already. Right? You know what I mean? Because it's just an ad at that point. Like True. we're we're as annoying as, you know, wealth simple, right? right. Like <laughs> like you know, like it's just it's just an ad to her. But I, I will Aww. say I will say this though, when things did change is when she started getting a little bit older and the kids at school um, would make a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. yeah. to her, you're just dad. Yeah, and yeah. she doesn't, uh, she's not a fan. And other, and I know I know other people that sort of do what we do for a living and their kids really sort of revel in it. They yeah. really enjoy uh, the attention and they really everything else where, where, where Roxy does not. Yeah. And um, she goes out of her way to actually avoid it like i know i know if you know if we're 
ever out and somebody will stop me or, you know, just want to take a picture. They're, people are very kind and they'll mm-hmm. always say hi to Rox because they know her from the show. And her reaction is always the same thing, which is just she just shuts down immediately. Aww. Right. Like she doesn't enjoy she doesn't enjoy that process. Um, oh, okay. And so I really Catherine and I both really try and not put her into situations where. Um, she would feel sort of uncomfortable because yeah. she she's very private. Like she has no interest in social media. She has no interest in sharing. Um, she's not that kind of kid yet. And she might be, you know, yeah. wait till she's 12, yeah. 13, whatever. But at the age she is right now at 10, she's not that kind of kid. And I'm not going to push her to be that kind of kid because it's kind of nice having a kid who doesn't want TikTok. Yeah. You know, course, it's, it's, course, it's, yeah. it's really, it's actually, it's a great place to be because we're, 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 we don't have to deal with that in our lives right now. Um, so I don't push her into anything, but, um, but it's, it's, it's funny because there are every time that we do these commercials, I always play them for her to see if she finds them funny. Oh, really? Before they go, oh, before they, before so they, yeah, though. before they wind up on TV, I'll wait till they're all edited, everything else. Yeah. They send them to me and and I, I grab her. She sits on my lap and we watch all of them. Like really? some, sometimes there's like seven or eight different versions of them. We watch all of them and I get her Aww. reviews on them, which one she thinks are the funniest. So what did um, she say about this last round when we were wearing the gold suits? Oh, she loved them. Did she? Yeah, she loved, she oh, loved them. So but she loved them. She loved them as part of the process. Mm. She she hates them when they show up because it's a commercial. Right. Right. Yeah, it's just you know a nuisance I mean? at that yeah. point. Yeah. She likes being a part of the process yeah. of it. She really enjoys that. But then once it's out, in the world and we're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for advertising and it shows up while she wants to watch a baking show, it's an annoyance. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Dad, can you make this stop? Like, yeah. for real. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would what say What about that- the, uh, the pink suit one? When yeah, we were doing the, before, the, yeah. the cheerleading uh, routine. Well, she was there, if you remember, when we did the photo shoot. She oh, was yeah, there. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. Oh, yeah, she yeah. didn't care. She didn't care. Not at all. No, she just, <laughs> sat, she just sat in the back Yo. and just uh, and played on her iPad and watched the movie the whole time. Like, she had no interest in what Moke and I were doing. Like, yeah. zero interest in what we were doing. There was Catherine and Roxy, whenever they were driving to school, they would always listen to something else on the radio. They would always listen to this uh, show on satellite that, uh, that she really enjoyed. It was like directly a kid's show. Show, right, yeah. so it was geared right towards her. It was fantastic content. It was super age appropriate, and that's what they used to listen to. And I loved that they used to listen to it because she never used to listen to the show. And then one day, it was about a year and a half ago, two years ago, she mentioned something to me, and I'm like, "How did you hear that?" And she's like, "Oh, I heard it on the show this morning." And I was like, "You listened to the show?" And she's like, "Yeah, we've been listening to the show." And then Catherine kind of shot me a look, and I guess they had started at some point listening to this show and not the other show, but never told me. Oh, you know what? That's right? pretty sweet, though. Yeah. So she oh, never no. told me, and then and then on the and then last weekend she's dropped smooth, cool dude on me. You know what I mean? Like, like she's like, a yeah, huge, dad, I listen. Yeah, she's a huge troll, right? But but uh, but no, she's a she's a private kid, and uh, and I I respect that, and just sort of want to want to keep that, and that's okay as long as we can. Hey, Leslie, yeah, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. No problem. You guys have a great day. Right hey, on. between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Um, I love you guys both, but uh, it'll have to be Ross. I love his personality and, he, and his advice on 
FML is so great. It's so great. But I still love you too, Mocha. I'm oh, in Malvern. So big up to Malvern. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big up Malvern. Come on, man. <laughs> Have a good day. Man, I got to get pro- I gotta buy property in Malvern. I got to rent an apartment or something in Malvern. If that, Because that seems like the trick, right? You know what I mean? Everybody who calls in you, they got that they got that Scarborough connection. Well, don't you want to big up downtown? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yay, downtown <laughs> right? Toronto. Yeah, yay. <laughs> no. Um, Josie asks, do you put maple syrup in the fridge? I've been wondering this since you had the conversation about the things that need to be refrigerated and things that don't. I do so, not. You do not, Maury? No, I put it with the pots and the pans and the uh, oil and all the other stuff. I don't eat maple syrup, but I think Catherine puts it in the fridge. We keep our maple syrup in the fridge. You do? Yeah. Why? I like having cool you like it, maple, you like it chilled? maple syrup, yeah. Yeah. See, I don't because like, when you put it on hot pancakes, I like the maple syrup to be room temperature. Yeah. See, I would be with you on that. I think that I would prefer maple syrup if it was room temperature yeah, on, 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 on something as opposed to as opposed to cold. But I don't uh, I don't eat maple syrup. I haven't had maple syrup in I don't know, 25 years or something really? like that. Yeah. No. Wow. What kind of Canadian are you? It's not for me. I don't like sweet. I don't like sweet, and I don't like pancakes. I don't like waffles. And if you any, don't like pan- oh man, no, no I don't I like pancakes. I love pancakes. And I love waffles. Even maple flavor, I can't stand. I one time bought by mistake a thing of you didn't get maple flavored bacon. Yes. Yeah, it's gross. Right? Uh, I one time, I one time by mistake <laughs> bought that, and I put three pieces of bacon in the pan and I started cooking it yeah. and I didn't know what the smell was and it was driving me crazy and then I looked on the the package and it said maple flavor and I threw all of it in the garbage I didn't even really no I didn't even try it it was so vile like absolutely disgusting that I couldn't even stomach cooking it see I understand that because I like maple syrup with pancakes or waffles mm-hmm. I don't like the maple flavored bacon. Right. I do not like the maple flavored. You know how they have, uh, you can get like maple cookies. Yeah. I, love I those. do not like that at all. Love those. It's yeah. the same thing with ginger. I like ginger ale. Yeah. Anything else, ginger? Yeah. No, thank you. No gingerbread cookies. No. No uh, ginger with my sushi. No. No ginger anything. Nothing, Just, huh? Nope. Yeah. Ginger ale, and but that's, that's it. But that's funny how, because that happens quite frequently, though. Like, you know me with pickles. I think that they ruin everything, but I love pickled chips. Yeah. I cannot stand ketchup, but I love ketchup chips. That's weird. See, and I love Bubba Ganoush, but I hate eggplant. <laughs> you hate, I thought you were going to say, but I hate Bubba Ganoush chips. <laughs> <laughs> New flavor. Uh, uh, you ever had a chuffle? What's, What's that? A you know what these things are? No. So everybody, it's a keto thing, right? Okay. So if you're on like a diet or whatever else, but Catherine's- You're not going keto, are you? No, no, no. Oh. Catherine's father, um, when we were out of Victoria, makes these things because he doesn't eat bread and there's like all, all sorts of other things that he that he can't eat. And so uh, one of these things that keto eaters eat is they make these things called chuffles, which is- Do you mean truffle? No, chuffle, oh. which is, uh, it's like a waffle. Okay. okay, so you take your waffle press yeah, and you take a bowl and you mix like four eggs in a bowl. 
And then you put in like, I mean, a brick of shredded cheese of like white sharp cheddar. Okay. Like a brick of it. Mm. And you mix all that in with the eggs and then you pour that cheese and eggs, egg mixture into the waffle maker Yeah, and you close it down and then you get four little waffles and he uses those for bread. So then he'll make more eggs and bacon (laughs) and put it on top of that. Like it's some sort of muffin and he eats the whole thing like a sandwich. How's that keto? Because it's all just meat. It's all just, it's all protein. I'm going to try that. Yeah, so that's what it is. So imagine you're, uh, imagine like you're having a breakfast sandwich, right? Yeah. So in the breakfast sandwich is like a fried egg and bacon. Mm. But only instead of an English muffin or a bagel, your bun is made of just egg and cheese. Oh, yeah, right. now, now you're talking my language. They're actually, and it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I had he, he maybe one every morning. I'm like, oh my god, this is mm. like. But it's sharp cheddar. So if you don't like a super sharp cheddar, you can use other cheeses. Um, but sharp cheddar tends to tends to work better. Mm. But give that a try. Look it up. They're called chuffles. This right. next question is specifically for Dammit Maury. Oh, at what age? This comes to us from Robin, by the way. At what age will Dammit Maury finally not consider himself a quote? Young gay guy, <laughs> end quote. So backstory on this. Sorry, Maury, for, I don't want to interrupt you here. You can finish off the story here. Uh, backstory is whenever Maury writes things to celebrities or all the times that he's written artists asking for free art, one of the lines that he always uses about he and Matthew is, we're just two young gay guys trying to make our way through the city, right? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like a hard, like, it's a hard luck story. Yeah, you like know, like struggling. Yeah, like a poor me. We're just two young gay guys as if like we should feel pity for you for being two young gay guys so that's always his line and if he was genuine about it you could feel something for him but it's only a ploy to get free things right because you're a 41 year old right also though just a way of life like it's a way and you know like if you call yourself young yeah my god you are you know so So when you write to, to people to get this free stuff right and they are reading it what age do you want them to believe that you are when you're writing, I'm a young gay guy. 22. 22? Yeah, for, absolutely. You're forever 22? I'm forever 22. Look, as long as I don't say how old I actually am, uh-huh. I feel young. 41. No, no, no. I, I feel young, right? Like, it hasn't hit me yet that I am older. It I don't hasn't? Think, no, because I don't think I'm older. You think in your head, like, what do you, what age do you identify with, do you think? I identify as 22. As 22. <laughs> okay. It's very specific. What happened at 22, Maury, that uh, you've held on to 22 for so long? Oh, man, can I just tell you, I was a partier. Uh-huh. I was a single moving and mover and shaker at the clubs. I remember one New Year's when the ball hit down and it struck midnight. I was making it with some random guy on the dance floor. The ball hit down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me let me read you one of these letters. We were partying at Fly Nightclub. Uh huh. Oh my god! Can I? It was honestly like it was a who cares attitude of the world. So here is. Uh, oh wait, you want that kind of life now? I just I just miss the the that je ne sais quoi of being twenty two. So here's, let me read you this. I found one of Maury's letters. This is uh, Maury to David Krakow. Oh, yeah, he's so good. Uh, December 31st, 2005. Artist? Uh, artist, oh, yeah. yes. And what's his famous piece? What are they, Maury? My heart is all a flutter. So he cuts little, like it's a 3D Nobody piece cares. of art. Okay, so Maury wrote... <laughs> 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 just Google it. Uh, Maury, Maury wrote David this. This is just to give you guys an example of when Maury tries to get free art from people. 
Uh, so, uh, David, Happy New Year. My fiance Matthew and I saw some of your work in New York City and fell in love. Just incredible, but it's a bit out of our budget. Being two young gay guys saving for a <laughs> wedding in Toronto. But I still wanted to tell you, your art is the true definition of art. Just brilliant. Our dream is to own a small butterfly piece one day. Right? So, like, you can't write things to, like that to people. Yeah. But in my mind, I assume that they're reading this in front of, you know, in their studio and they young gay guys oh my god i have to do this as my charity work to the gay community <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah and what did uh how many how many of these pieces did he send you oh zero oh, what did he say in his reply letter to you uh, i'm still waiting yeah. oh yeah <laughs> I was going to say, I don't have that here. <laughs> but I do have Maury's follow-up letter. <laughs> to the same guy? Oh, yes. Oh, okay, so the first no, one, December, yeah, the first one, December 31st, 2015. The second one was November 14th, 2016. This is what Maury wrote as a follow-up. Okay. After many follow-ups at the gallery in New York City that reps you and no reply, it's upsetting. I'm a huge fan of your work and wanted to surprise my fiance, Matthew, with a small piece as a wedding gift. However, the wedding is in December in New York City, we're eloping and so excited to finally do this and be legal, okay? Uh, I love your work. It really moves me and speaks to us. The piece I wanted to surprise Matthew with is my heart's a flutter paper cut. He loves butterflies and the heart is perfect for the wedding. However, after many attempts to contact the gallery with no, no reply, our money is all tapped out for things like rings, the photographer, hotel and flights, and suites. <laughs> brackets we're only two young gay guys <laughs> I'm crushed and upset I guess the gallery didn't like me going directly to you anyway I just felt you needed to know a massive fan wasn't able to make the dream of a wedding gift come true and I tried for over a year I really hope to hear back from you not the gallery Oh, oh, yo, that's the most passive aggressive right? email ever, bro. Yeah. But signed, still a fan. <laughs> See? Makes it all better. <laughs> all right, uh, on to the next question. Mark asks When you use a public washroom, do you flush the toilet with your hand or your foot? Usually my foot. I put the seat up with my boot, too. Hey, I do the same thing. Yeah. No, I'll grab a bit of tissue, ball it up in my hand, and then use that to flush and quickly throw it in so the water catches it. Uh, most toilets just flush on their own now, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I that. use my uh, my shoe. Yeah. I use no, my the, foot to lift the toilet seat up yeah. or down and use it to uh, to kick the flush. Like the ones here at work flush on their own, but sometimes you have to add an extra flush. <laughs> Why would you sometimes have to add an extra flush? Sometimes it, not everything goes down. Oh, yeah, just like for cleanup and stuff like that. Huh? <laughs> God, you're messy. <laughs> He's a young gay guy. He's so uh, messy. Becky asks, what sport would be the funniest to add a mandatory amount of alcohol to? Oh, here we go. Archery. That oh. would be funny. Uh, bowling would be funny, I think. Drunk bowling. Bowling, bowling would be very funny. Uh, pool. Yeah. Right? What's um, the one where you're on a horse? Equestrianism. Um, boxing would be good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> hilarious. Um, what else would be What else would be good? Okay. Golf. Oh, I golf mean, would but people be are hilarious. Already, but people are already drunk when they play golf. I'm trying to think of, excuse me, a sport <laughs> that, uh, I'm all gassy today, a sport that people normally, you never see people playing it, playing it uh, drunk. Like, I know people that have. Like tennis? I would love to see if they were drunk playing tennis. 
you get slow and dumb when you're drunk. Like that's oh, the big problem, time. right? Yeah. Um, okay, what's a sport that's already slow that would be even slower if you're drunk? Like curling? Yeah. I mean, we could just go all out and say NASCAR. Oh. Uh, are we allowed to, though? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it's a sport. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if we're going to talk drunk sports, why don't we just say NASCAR? Yeah. As soon as they take that first turn, everyone's uh, done. Yeah, everybody's done, right? <laughs> not that I want people to get injured or, uh, or hurt, but, um, but I think that that would be okay. Maz asks, what do you guys think the hardest job is out there? Uh, putting pylons on the highway has got to be really up there on the most dangerous jobs ever list. What about Ooh. the crane? People that drive the cranes. Yeah, it's it's tough because I think that there's so many hard jobs or there's so many jobs that are extremely difficult. Like it's not, I shouldn't say that. It's not difficult work, but it's hard work. Right. You know, like repetitive motions of like lifting or you know, working around extreme heat and some sort of Ooh. smelting operation, like where it's 80 degrees outside and 250 uh. degrees inside and you're sweating and you're filthy and nobody, nobody knows what it is you do for a living. Sanitation work is, you know, it pays well because it's awful. It's awful work. I was going to say nobody, something nobody that wants to do anything it. that has to do with that or like working down in the sewers. Yeah. I was going to say shoveling coal in a train. Um, no, I would like sanitation, right? Like I, who was telling me the story where they went to uh, a dump just outside of the city? It was nobody in this no, room, you right? Said that. No, no, no. Cause I go to a different dump, but they went to one where you had to drop off stuff. Like you would just drive through this massive warehouse mm. and you were dropping stuff off. Like you could open the back of your car and literally just unload it on this warehouse. But right beside you were dump trucks full of actual garbage that were coming in and just dumping it in, in this warehouse. And then guys would just come with shovels and scoop up all the water parts back into oh. like back into the pile right there and is... that's that's a job you know that's what somebody does that's what somebody does for a living and the world needs those jobs you just reminded me of the condo i used to live in um actually this dump or this facility is not too far from where you guys shoot et canada okay and i remember loading up the car with a bunch of stuff when we were moving out from that condo and taking it did the recycling and then had to do the garbage next. And we mm -hmm. went into a, an enclosed part of this facility. And as soon as I stepped out, like the ground already, as soon as you walk, as soon as you drive in, it looked disgusting. Yeah. Right. But as soon as I got out of the car, I backed my car up to the pile. <laughs> as soon as I got out yeah. of the car and I stepped, you hear the squish. Yeah. And I looked down. <laughs> and it was like, like if you step in wet, muddy grass yeah. and you see the water and the oh, muddy water kind of come up from, from yep. the ground, from the pressure, it was that that I was walking on yeah. as I was taking everything out of the car. And then after that, you see like a bulldozer come in and just push all that trash right up against the back before another, uh, like an excavator, a digger yeah. will come and like scoop everything up. It's interesting with jobs like that because people who do those jobs really don't seem all that bothered by those jobs. Yeah. You know, they, they'll they be in the middle of that like shoveling wet garbage and then they'll look at their watch, they'll go, oh, lunchtime. And yeah. then they just go and they have a bite to eat and then they get right back to it. The same thing with people who own those companies, those cleaning companies that go in after the coroner has left and, oh, cl and yeah. clean up a house after like a murder or I a suicide. I never thought about or that. It's, yeah. it's their, it's a, it's their service 
services. Hold on, I've never. And they're like it's it's like extreme cleaning. Mm -hmm. But they don't show that stuff when you're watching Forensic Files on HLN no. or Law and Order. And it's until you just mentioned that right now that I had never even thought that somebody would have to go in and do that. No. Yeah, that's somebody's job, man. No, it's somebody's. It's somebody's. I job. always assumed it was the next of kin or the family no, that owns that no, they, they hire a company and they come in and they just scrub and they disinfect and they get all the little bits of things off uh to where somebody can then go and try and sell the house or live in the but house but it must be a specific company that does that kind of thing it's not molly made or something no it there's a few be. different companies there's a few different companies i knew somebody that did that i met somebody that did that work really and they and it was uh she was a woman and everybody on her crew were women Wow. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's jobs like that that nobody wants. But well, the, the people that the do the body's them, gone at that point. The body's gone. You're yeah. cleaning the body's the gone. Body's you're gone. just cleaning everything but else. Up. Even if like if it was horrible death and there's bits of body, like yes. that's all gone. They're no, cleaning no, no, just no, no, the no. blood splatter. No, no, no. Like if a body is, uh, let's say, uh, let's say that they find the individual and it's been um, weeks. Mm -hmm. oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, the coroner will then take what they can, put it in the bag, remove the body, everything else. What's left is left for the cleaners. Because sometimes things stick and yes. it doesn't all come in one piece. Yes, exactly. I would say that those jobs are hard, right? I, know, I don't have to scrape a human. Yeah, <laughs> you know when you go to work, uh, right? You know what I mean. Like yeah. I didn't have to no, scrape. A, I didn't have to scrape a body off a kitchen floor. That's tough. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Brandon asks this one. Oh, another one specifically for Dammit Mori. What is the reason behind why Matthew, your husband, doesn't allow you to use the master bathroom and help out with any of the chores around the condo? Two, well, two separate things. The master bathroom is because he doesn't want me to get um, my nasty feet or any of my body parts on where his body would go, right? Like so, right. So I can't okay. go in the bathtub because that's his bathtub and he doesn't want to imagine me in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so mean and so rude. <laughs> that's so okay. rude. And so rude. Like, I would die. I would yeah. die if I, I would die if Catherine looked felt me felt felt like you're that, that you're so disgusting. Right? Your body is just so, uh, like vile, so vile that it can't touch the bathtub. Like, like do you guys like I don't, like here's my question is that he won't allow you in the tub, but yet you guys can cuddle? Oh yeah, he'll cuddle me from like he'll cuddle with me as long as my feet are bent the other way. <laughs> what is that? Like you have to bend your feet backwards? No, like if we're cuddling, my feet need to be sort of away from him, right? So I okay. gotta sort of curve my I gotta turn myself into because a Because he doesn't want to see your feet or he's No, doesn't like last want night even, like I just sort of reached over with my foot and touched him and he got really angry. He's like, <laughs> honestly, you know I hate that. Oh, because your foot touched him. Yeah. Oh wow. wow. Yeah. I start. I take my foot. I start putting it in Catherine underneath Catherine's chin until she tickles it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just like rest it on her shoulder. <laughs> and the second part about the chores is because he think he he doesn't think I can do anything. Like even yesterday, he's like, you know what? You clearly are never going to learn how right. we load a dishwasher. It's right. been almost thirteen years, and you will just. I have to. I have to be okay with the fact that you will never know. Right. Oh wow! Ouch. Yeah. And I'm like, you're right. I will never know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Alan has a bathroom question. Alan. Yeah. Like How many name. squares of toilet paper do you use in the bathroom? Do you count? Do you fold up the tissue nicely or scrunch it up together and build a mm. uh, toilet paper snowball? Oh, well, it's six for me because I pull down three, fold it up and, and pull three more. Right. So it's uh, six per time. 
I do? I would say, I think I use three, maybe four, and then I fold it in half. Three? Yeah. Like you pull down. Buy, buy, we buy like the, the extra tick. Toilet paper. No, no, no. It's Costco brand in our house. So you pull it down three. So Kirkland, yeah. yeah. Kirkland. So you pull it down three, mm-hmm. fold it, three more, and rip it off. So it's six, and then that way it's folded. I guess at that Wait, point. If you pull down three. Yeah. And, and then, then you what fold are you it. you're folding up what one and a half? No, so you pull down three, and as you're folding it up, three more come off, right? So then when it comes back to the top, then you rip it. Oh, so it's three okay. Three and then three. And then, then that becomes that one wipe. Then it's three and so three again you for another what? wipe. So you use what? You use six. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Do you count, Ross? No, I don't. I, no, but I, count right now in your head. I just I grab it and I and I wipe and then I throw it in the toilet and then I go and I get a wet wipe and then I finish off with a wet a wipe. A wet wipe. Yeah. How fancy are you? Like a baby wipe. Who does that? What do you mean? I've never heard of that. You've never no? heard of that? No. You never use a wet wipe? Never. I've never used a wet wipe. I assume then you pull your pants up and there's like it's smushy? No, it feels no. dynamite. No, but there's a little bit of like it's kind of wet no, still. No, it feels clean. No, it dries by the time. I've done that before. Yeah, you feels know who, clean. I heard that. I started trying that after I think it was Terrence Howard had said that <laughs> really yeah. in an interview yeah. that, that he does that. And oh, he was no. like raving about it. And I was like, yo, man, let me try this. And I then sh- I tried it. And the first couple of times, I'm not gonna lie, it kind of burned. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, the, but you I can't get... use the. Are you? Which ones are you using though? Like you can't use any old wet wipe. Like it has to be specific for your tush. Like not the kind from like, the restaurant. It can't be for your hands. Like it can't just be a regular click. Oh, maybe to, that's what it was. Yeah, but you're yeah, using yeah, baby yeah. wipes. Yeah, baby wipes, but oh, only, but okay. only like they're flushable. They're flushable bathroom wipes. Do you yeah. keep them like um, on the counter for your guests, or do you take the wipes that you need and then put it back in a, cl- a cupboard? No, it goes away. It goes away, but it's accessible for when you're sitting there. You don't have to get up or anything like that. So yeah. it's not like up with the Kleenex. No, 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 no. Um, but yeah, no wipes. And I've been using wet wipes since the nineties. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So you wipe first with dry. Yes. Then when it's before you leave, when it's all cleaned, then yeah. you just sort of then you're. Washing. It's like sanding a table and then staining the table. You know what I mean? It's like Ooh. you sand it all down and then you do the finishing touch with the, like the urethane. With, with, with the stain and the urethane and the buffer. So it's all oh, maybe nice that's what my mistake was. I was using. Perfect. Yeah, you can't use anything. The, that the has, regular oh, hand. Oh no, ones. that'll burn. There's that's alcohol. Why. There's alcohol in that. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, that'll yeah. that'll burn. Well, Mike wants to know if Mocha ever tried tortier. Oh, you ever tried tortier mocha? No, never. No, huh? What is that again? It's a Montreal meats meat pie. Uh huh. It's quite delicious. I'll but, get you. I'll get you one for the holidays. Is it not just a frozen meat pie, like a meat? No, no. But no, what's no, in no. it? You want uh, how? You, okay. How yeah. about this? How different is it from a shepherd's pie? Much different. Is it? Yeah. Is it crust at the bottom, like yeah, a, pie it's a pie, crust on the top? Oh, it's a pie. Yeah, it's a pie with just meat inside. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. so how's that different than the frozen meat pie? Uh, is a fro- it the a frozen, are different? A frozen meat pie is almost stew-like on the inside. That's right. But yeah. This is not. This is like um, spiced ground beef, a mixture uh, that you, that Any you vegetables? put in there. Um, yeah, a few if you want to. Yeah. So it's kind uh, of what kind like of seasoning. So the inside's like a shepherd's pie, then, but the outside no, is no. It's not. It's not liquidy. Like a like a, the proper texture of a tortier is. Uh, you can cut it just like a regular pie, but when you oh, look wow. at it, like if you did a cross section of it, it looks just like 
like ground beef that is all just there. Mm. Like it's weird. It's weird, but it's delicious though. T- yeah. Tortilla is delicious. And I don't know what the spice was. It's almost like an all spice in there or like a clove or something like that, that they use I'll try uh, it. in it. It's really, it's really quite good. Like right. really, really quite you good. Make us some? No, I'm not, the, I'm not that great at making tortilla. So I'd have to source you one, but I'm not, uh, I'm not an, and I'm no What's way it? an expert on tortilla. Don't, don't get more to write you a letter begging you for one. <laughs> I'm a young gay guy that's never tried a tortilla. <laughs> <laughs> Every week you'll see us post on Instagram at kiss925, oh, ask Roz and Mocha. Uh, that is where you ask your question and we will answer uh, as many as we can. Which one do you want to? Oh, your favorite board game. Oh, what's your favorite board game? Victoria wants to know what your favorite board game is. Mine is definitely Monopoly. Okay. Favorite board game. Uh, does chess count? Yeah, it's yes. on a board. Yeah, chess. I like chess a lot. Um, board game, board game, board game, uh, Clue. Oh, good one. Yeah, I like Clue. I'm not really a board game kind of guy. No? No, but you no. had to have, like, played some. Like, uh, Dominoes, Mexican Dominoes. Oh. Dominoes, is that a board game, though? Because it's that's not a board, is it? True, true. Um, play checkers. Yeah, I like checkers. Checkers, checkers, is, is, checkers is good. I don't mind Monopoly. Yeah, I don't. I don't like Monopoly. It gives me a headache. No, I love Monopoly because it's the only time I'm actually good with my money. <laughs> <laughs> All that fake money. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, keep an eye on our uh, social feeds at Kiss Nine Two Five for Ask Razamoka and ask your question. We'll try our best to answer as many as we can. Thanks so much for listening to the Razamoka Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.